What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Roski, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. We are back in here for evening service in the building. <laughs> We're back in here for evening service. And shout out to the evening crew. And shout out to the people who came, made, made it to the morning and the evening crew. I really appreciate y'all. We got a great show today. To see, and this is going to be a short show. All right, not not three hours unless I just go off. Um, uh, today the secrets every woman does not want you to know. I know the women are like here going, and that's you. And we got a secret to tell. Women think they're good at keeping secrets unless you have sisters and family and relatives that should have gave you that red pill a long time ago. We got a lot of men out here that are just so dumb. You know, you guys are just dumb. You guys are just you know. I don't mean this is a sexist thing, but you guys are, you know what I mean? Uh, my girl wouldn't do any of that. Mm. Unless you knew your girl from high school or junior high school. Boy, you don't know, huh? You don't know. So we'll talk about this. That's going to be at the end of the show. We're also going to talk about Meg Thee Stallion. She's embarrassed and ashamed that her sexual past is being revealed out into the public. Which is interesting because if my sexual past is, is out there, I probably would be embarrassed too. You know what I mean? Because they, you know, you never know. You never know who would get featured in claiming they was been with CGA. You know what I mean? You're hoping the hot chicks come out. You're hoping the hotties come out and say, I was with CGA. But of course, that's not going to happen. It's going to be the Mastodons. You know, so I can get it. But you know, what's done in the dark? And so here she is now trying to figure out why being the 304 doesn't pay. You know, you know what I mean? It's going to be the other, you know, that gordita that want to be out there. I was making street tacos and getting ramrodded by CGA. Oh, the humanity. I'm like, man, why did you have to step up? What about here? I'll be in my phone showing all the, the videos and pictures I got. But I was with this girl, too. This girl. What about the time I was with this girl? <laughs> So, uh, re really interesting situation. Okay. An interesting situation. So, hey, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We're going to get into the show. Short show. Shorty show. Shorty show. Uh, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And uh, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is on the PayPal. That is pinned to the link of the, the live chat at the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And also, you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel over here. We're going to read some super chats right now. Shout out to everybody on Rumble and Facebook as well. I acknowledge your presence. Thanks for being here. And let's go ahead and um, start off with Kodak White over on the Notorious CGA channel. He says, Gunna ratted on the whole gang. <laughs> Give him the bell. Oh, man. Poor Gunna. Poor Gunna. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what is he supposed to do? <laughs> Y'all brothers going to be gangbangers or rappers. What is it going to be, man? I tell you, you know, once people get locked up, a little bit of reality hits. Reality hits. You get that locked up and you be like, damn, I'm going to be in here for a minute. I'm going down with the slime. No way. They be like, nope. it's time to acknowledge that we are a gang. <laughs> All right. They was like, are you a gang? Is YSL and the slime a gang? Oh, well, time to do some shuffling. <laughs> All right, my man was like, I can get up out of jail. Hold up. I can get out. 
They was like, yes, you, sir, can get out. Okay, what do I have to do? And they was like, you have to do one thing. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? I'm just going to say, listen, <laughs> I feel bad for the whole situation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how deep he was in it. He's like, I don't know a damn thing. Only what you want me to tell you. That's all I know. But I know I'm getting up out of here, brother. I'm out. What you want me to tell you? You know what I mean? I feel bad for the gunner guy because I like their little music. You know what I mean? I like their music. I like Young Thug and his crazy voice and Gunna, you know. I like that ish. But uh, yeah, they're in a pickle. They're in a predicament. They're in a pickle. Uh, wherever they're from, I don't think Gunna's be hanging out. But it sounds like everything's cool. They're trying to say he's not snitching. And I really don't care about the whole thing. I actually think the snitching culture is actually comical because everybody going to snitch once everybody get locked up. And they know that. You know, these people know that. They probably kept Gunna in there and didn't have nothing on him, but they was like, hold his ass until he start singing like a canary. And Gunna was like, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I'll tell you what you need to know. You know what I mean? But uh, feel bad for those brothers, man. You know, <laughs> it's sad. Wow. All right. Anyway, I don't even know. I don't know all the details. I know people were showing what's going on here. It's just sad. Anyway. All right, JC says the football print go crazy. Shout out to the barbecue gang in the building. There's barbecue in there. All right, Henry Resilient. My lawyer said I have one of the prettiest divorces. There's no such thing as a pretty divorce. Uh, you're getting ramrodded over there, and he's sharing some of the details over. Well, we can't really tell him, but he's overall local showing how petty divorce is. And I wish more people would speak out against divorce. I really do. It's one of the things that we are missing in our society. And fortunately, I mean, men like myself, I've been holding the line. I've been keeping a foot on their neck. I'm telling people it is vital that men speak out about their divorces. We can no longer hold these things a secret about the abuse that is happening. I mean, that's just like people not even acknowledging the slave trade and the de the dangerous things that men went on in slavery. Oh, just shut up about it. Don't know. No, we heard about it already. Just don't, don't, don't bring it up no more. And people shame, you know, no, no, no. do we need to talk about this again? I, that, that was just such a, such a long time ago. Can, can you get over it? You know what I mean? And you're like, well, I don't really want to get, I think we should bring it up again. And every time somebody says, just, I'm, just, 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 just don't, don't, just, just don't talk about it. I mean, my people weren't there and I didn't benefit from it. And can't we all just get along? No, we can't until we address this shit. Give me my reparation check. <laughs> but no, but the serious thing is people need to talk about their divorces. So for, for real, people need to talk about it. And all of a sudden, everybody leaves these public marriage images. Oh, look at us. And you want to tell everybody about the engagement. Tell everybody about the wedding. Tell everybody about the, uh, the honeymoon. Tell everybody about the vacations and the, all of that and the kids and all the Facebook posts, and as soon as what? soon as the freaking divorce happens, everybody want to go radio silent and be like, <laughs> at best, they'll listen to the woman. They'll listen to the woman. They'll be like, all right, we'll listen to her. Oh, he's an asshole, huh? He's a deadbeat daddy, and he ain't paying his child support. He's at, oh, he was an alcoholic and an abuser, huh? And they be just sitting up there eating her shit up. Now, as soon as men want to come out, hey, let me tell you my side of the story. They be like, shut your punk ass up. Mm -hmm. 
take it. Just pay the money and be a man. Just man up. You coward and you bitter and hurt. You slime ball bucket. You probably cheated on her. That's why she treating you like this. You goofball ass, no good husband, deadbeat ass daddy. Shut your punk ass up. All right, just pay the money. It's just money. Why are you fighting it? Just let her keep abusing you and ramrodding you and, and taking your damn assets out of your assets. Just shut up and take it. And you know what? As a matter of fact, you better not say anything on social media, you crackhead, slime ball ass. Just shut up and pay. She drop your ass. <laughs> Be quiet. God damn. And just find another woman and marry her up. The reason why you couldn't do it is because you were incel virgin, you goofball. Pay, pay the bill. <laughs> and I don't care about how you ain't seen your kids. You don't deserve to see your goofy ass kids anyway. And as a matter of fact, you need to go to court anyway for some damn reason. So take your punk ass to court and let her take you to court 50, 11 times. Who cares about abuse and injustice? And who cares about your driver's license being suspended? And you just that. <laughs> and you should go to jail for not paying your damn child support. Shit. You probably out there wearing Jordans. Just pay your child support. How hard is it? You like, oh, shit, I mean, literally, like, uh. <laughs> and then when dudes start deleting themselves, go get a job. You be like, I can't get a job. I mean, my child support didn't put me behind, so they cancel all of my damn state life. Well, you should have paid your child support. That's why. Anyway, you deadbeat ass daddy. <laughs> you like, whoa, shit. Like, I literally just wanted to be married to this woman, and she filed for the divorce. And she was cheating on me. Anything? Nope. They like, nothing, you nope. deadbeat. Made you out into a criminal. They literally be making you out to a criminal, and you was like, I just fell in love, and I married, and now look at me. <laughs> and they tell you to shut up and take it and bend over while you at it. And anyway, you cocksucker. Where are we at? Uh, anyway, where are we at? Do out here just a struggling, but uh, what do we got here? The actual JW says, good. Friday morning from Tokyo. Hello. Hello, Tokyo. Uh, it says, uh, so happy to catch you live. Just sent a junior college student back to class in Osaka. Feeling great. Oh, boy. Don't tempt me. I need to be in Tokyo. I need to be in Tokyo. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I think I would have fun in Tokyo. Any of the Asian countries, as a matter of fact. This needs to be the thing here. All right, shout out to you. He sent her back to the classes in Osaka. Uh, Kodak White says, Meg about to get flamed on the stand for lying. Give her the bell, too. Um... It's going crazy right here. It's going crazy. I don't know, man. Shout out to a man supporting men. Shout out to you, MPI, back in the building, surviving the lies of the black woman mixtape by Tory Lanez. Who thinks Tory Lanez, who think he's going to come out, man? They, they shuffling over there. They are shuffling, and every now and then, they'll give you a little bit of a carrot. Oh, Meg Thee Stallion, she got shrapnel in her foot. There's metallic shrapnel. I'm like, that is not a bullet metallic shrapnel 
Sounds like backfire. That sounds like some could be concrete. Who knows at this point? But uh, yeah, Meg the Stallion. Juan Primeris, wonder if Meg's lawyer is twerking, is a twerking She-Hulk. I know. <laughs> Meg the Stallion's lawyer, like the She-Hulk attorney at law. I think Meg the Stallion's career is over. It's over. Faith says, hey, coach, did you uh, speak about the 10-year-old kid that shot his mother because she refused to buy him a VR headset? And um, how he didn't show any remorse was just waiting for the Amazon package. What? He says, these kids are demon-possessed, sad as F. Um, That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I heard about it, but I didn't want to talk <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it because sometimes it's too many delete stories just gets to me too, right? So I try to give you just a few delete stories, but that one was reprehensible. I don't know where the daddy was, but um, yeah, these kids are something else. You got to watch out for kids. We got three people over on the PayPal and then we'll get into the show. All right. Uh, we got Maryland guy. He says, what's up, coach? I just wanted to say. You make my miserable drive home on the I-95 so much better in the evening. Shout out to the coach gang. All right. All right. I'll keep doing the evening show then. All right. A lot of people on their way commuting home from their long day at work at their job. And they're listening to CGA. Listening to CGA. Appreciate y'all, man. And if y'all can pull over, hit the like button. Van said, coach, I remember I was telling you about Jamaica has its own digital currency. Well, I got confirmation that they are just trying to implement their version of a digital ID by second quarter next year, along with new money that may help with using the digital currency. My speculation is Jamaica is being used as a test to test out the digital currency. And that's why they are rushing to do these things. Wow. I will be getting mine. And he says, when I, uh, when I have no other choice, the NWO has Jamaica in his palms. Yeah. Cause you know, tourism, and he says, I have it. I have to hear for, I don't know what that means. When they freeze my accounts and send me bugs in the gulags, I'll let you know. Yeah, you guys have no chance at dodging this, but it's neither here nor there. Wow. Last one. I don't know if I can say this name, so I got to be, be careful here. Uh, we'll call you. Jeremy spoken class today. Shout out to, uh, I believe it's Jeremy spoken class today. He says, hey, Greg, awesome job on the blue chip mindset. Some people are not ready for the hard truth update to my YouTube channel. They finally remonetized my main channel. Also, based on yesterday's video, what is the difference between GH and HGH? He says, I see GNC has G, uh, GH. Shout out to the coach gang. And I'll tell you what I think of GNC. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, whatever's in GNC, I ain't taking none of that shit. All right. So anyway, uh, what's the difference between GNC and the real HGH? Everything. Everything. There ain't nothing legit up in that damn store, but the DHEA. All right. Anyway, GNC. GNC. I ain't. <laughs> I hate to diss a brand, but GNC, bro. GNC. I ain't never go up in GNC. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those dudes. GNC. GNC. <laughs> All right, anyway. Shout out to 
Yes, Pearl Jam. Shout out to Pearl Jam. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, GNC. Do, they're going to put a GNC commercial on this stream. All right, anyway. Whatever they sell in there is not like they'll be like, we got testosterone pills. You know what I mean? All they sell, all it is is caffeine and shit. You know what I mean? All it is is shit that's going to make you hyper and jittery. They got Kool-Aid for protein powder and creatine. I don't want to go hard on them, but anyway, <laughs> I refuse to step foot in the GNC. All right. Anyway, to me, if I'm going to get subs, because what my problem is, they'll say that it's something and it's nowhere near. It's not HGH. It's not testosterone. They'll be like, it's T something. No, 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 no. All right. And do I've, I've walked into GNCs and I seen fat chicks trying to sell me stuff in GNC. That's an L. Hey, that they need to do something. I seen old Indian ladies. Do you want the, the do you want the test? I I tell you, do you we have testosterone? I'd be like, do you have any DHEA? You don't want that. I tell you, you you wanted the testosterone. And she bring me over here. Here, come here. Come walk over here. Man, what the hell are you showing me? This right here. They'll pull it off the damn rack. They'll be like, this right here has 88 milligrams of testosterone. What the who are you look at you look at you like how are you selling me something look at you like you look like you ain't worked out never they hire anybody to work at gnc why would i listen to you <laughs> like what i'd be tripping out they all i had literally i had a fat chick selling me stuff in gnc i was like can you just give me the can you i just here to pick up some creatine you know, you walk in there, they'd be like, how can I help you following you around? You looking at stuff. What well, what are you looking at? Would you get out of here? I know what I'm looking for. Back up. Back up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Then I go over there, grab it. This is going to be a three hour stream. Go over there. I grab the creatine. You sure you want that one? I know I want this one. Well, there's some better ones over here. Let me show you. Oh, my God. Can you ring me up? What is this shit? This creatine right here. Look great. Look, it's all big out here. What the, what, what, I don't want that shit. I want the mono. You selling me Kool-Aid. I don't want that. Mm. <laughs> like back out, back up. Big lady. Anyway, why are you working here? This is a nutritional fitness store. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, why are you? That's why I will never, after I saw them two ladies, those were the last two ladies that I dealt with at a GNC. And I said, I will never come into a GNC ever again. They ruined it for me. I was like, that's, this is just ridiculous. They bothering me. This is all allegedly GNC is all mad now. So you go to GNC and you go right, <laughs> you go right to planet fitness right afterwards or 24 <laughs> anyway I'm just telling you I just like that's not how you sell me you know what if you're going to sell me supplements which I'm not big on supplements I know somebody's going to be pissed he's trying to get me on supplements meaning he's trying to get me on Um, and shout out to him I know he's watching me he's trying to get me to do this thing I, it's a long story but no consider the source <laughs> I'm not doing it for I'm not yeah no Shout out to a man supporting man says, don't forget Planet Fitness. 
they ain't never going to let me in the GNC, and I'm completely fine with that. They have nothing for me in there, nothing. The only thing close that I would buy there is DHEA, DHEA, and that's it. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, how did we get on subs? Whoever got me in trouble today on the GNC, it's your fault. It's your fault. Oh, that was this dude. You you got me on the GNC. I know it's, it's it was Jeremy. It was Red Pill Canuck. Great singing. You got me on GNC, so you're in trouble. What do you recommend getting fitness stuff other than GNC? Well, you got to have. I look, man. Look, I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what your goals are. Now that I'm not going to look. My, remember, the only time I'm going to sell you something is if it has my face on it. So the best place to go is the GNC. CGA or a CGA multivitamin store. So I'm not going to start telling you, well, go here, go here. If that's the case, I'm going to sell you some multivitamins. I'm going to sell you some GNC. That's how I do my branding. My, my face is going to be on the side. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like CGA. <laughs> anyway, if I'm selling you subs, I'm going to be like standing up there like a Greek God. With my whole body Photoshop, CGA protein. I know the guy that wants to get me going. He's in love right now. He's handling, he's like, yes. I'm going to be selling pills. All right, but I'm not going to tell you where to go anyway. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, this show is already off the rails. The normies who are watching me are going, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the grifters are going to be like, he's grifting again. Now he's coming out with vitamins. And it's going to be roar on the front. Somebody just said it. All right. Roar. That's going to be me on the front. Roar. You want to roar? And it's going to be a flat back. And I'm going to be holding a flat back like this. Just gripping around her waist. Tiny waist flat back. That's me and her on the cover. Roar pills. Testosterone booth. <laughs> okay. Speaking of. Let's get to the first part of the show. This is uh, how husbands, speaking of husbands, need to speak up. Husbands suffer in silence, as do, I'm sure, wives, but we're not talking from that perspective. Okay, uh, husbands suffer in silence. We're going to play you this uh, lack, lack of sexual intimacy. I'll set it up. There's a video I'm going to play. It's just a short video, but it's, one of the, again, one of these videos that people find humorous, but it's also actually um, making fun of men's sexual desire. Right, our need for intimacy from our women, and uh, what 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 they're doing is saying, okay, this guy provides me with a nice house, support, kids, and so forth, but um, he wants to be intimate, but I don't want it. So I'm gonna make him jump through hoops and hurdles. And it's actually to me, I wish our society could actually stop looking at this as funny, because then when the dude cheats on you, or he pulls back intimately, or he doesn't advance on you, meaning he doesn't initiate him when you're ready, and, and or he, he goes to hooters or strip clubs, or he's trying to find his outlet, he finds porn, or he wants another woman, then people think he's out of his mind. Oh my God, kind of reprehensible, monogamous man are you. But they keep showing that women manipulate husbands and in, in, in their sexuality. So we know there's a lot of sexless marriages. They're like 20 to 30% of marriages are sexless. And that's not even counting the divorce one. So it's reprehensible. People sleep in separate bedrooms. And this is how it starts. This is how it starts. It starts when, when wives 
believe that the husband is always trying to get them sexually. You're treating me like a piece of meat. Oh, don't touch me. And it's sad. And guys, almost all marriages are going to go through this. And the excuse she's going to say is, oh, I've been dealing with the kids all day. Oh, I worked all day and all of this shit. Right. And it's sad. You're like, well, you chose that. Well, you knew you were going to have kids one day. Like, what are we doing? You still have a duty, right? You still have a need. The man's going to have a need. And if you're not going to give it to him, he's going to find it somewhere else. So here's this right here. Um, I'm not going to promote their page. And I don't want you to go over there. But uh, people have been commenting on this. It's got a lot of likes. A lot of women support this. A lot of women are giving her a bailout. And a lot of people are going in there like, this is reprehensible, male and female alike. So let's go ahead and play it. And she's doing one of these voiceovers. And of course, she recruited her goofy ass husband to do this, whether she wants this for entertainment and likes or she's, uh, I don't know, or if this is what she really feels. But this is my, this is marriage. Let me go ahead and play it. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I don't want to hug. You look very cute today, but get the away from me. Do not touch me with that glitter. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I don't want to hug. You look very cute today, but get the away from me. Do not touch me with that glitter. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I don't want to hug. You look very cute today, but get the away from me. Do not touch me with that glitter. All right. So obviously she took a voice over from something and it sounds like a guy. I don't know. It sounds like a guy, a rainbow guy talking about you have too much glitter on me. But she then made it into do not touch me, do not touch me. And they reenacted it. And this is skit and all of these things. But this is real. This is real. Believe me, I've been married before. This is real. I've cohabitated before. This is real. And it's sad. And it's sad. The guy just came home. He might want a hug. He just might want a hug. He might want to kiss. He might want to fill on a booty. Right. He wanted to rub on some titties. You're there. I know ladies are like, well, I'm just not a piece of meat. But look, he you're he's going to rub on some titties. He's going to want to rub on some titties. He's going to want to rub on ass. Matter of fact, he's been wanting to rub on this co-worker's ass all day, but he couldn't. So he came on to rub on yours. Do you want him to rub on somebody's? He's going to want to rub on someone's. But she's like, I don't even want to hug you. And her excuses, and let's go ahead and see what the caption says. When, you, uh, when you're an overstimulated and touched mom out at the end of the day, or you, when you're an overstimulated and touched mom out at the end of the day, and he thinks it's his turn, and he thinks it's his turn. Guys, who, whatever normies agreeing with this, give yourself an L. This is a fat L. Oh, my God. Yo, I don't even know what to tell you. This right here, I'm going to tell you, this is common in marriage. You're going to experience this, especially if you have young children. Especially if you have young children. This is sad. This will make you not want to get married because this is going to be a reality. And a lot of husbands suffer in silence on this. Now, I'm going to read a couple of comments here just so you can see how people took this. And, of course, she had... Um, this is her caption. Do not come at me with that glitter. Cheers to the mamas who are tired and touched out and to the men who have to put up with us. <clears throat> it's my body. Oh boy. I tell you, man, when you get married to a modern normie woman, this is what you're going to have to put up with. They, this is how they think. And it's crazy. Shout out to my husband who puts up with my shenanigans and moods. Mm. 
See? See? <laughs> Shout out to my husband who puts up with my shenanigans and moods. But check this out. I noticed a nice big house with about 15 ceiling, uh, 15 foot ceiling roofs, nice kitchen, nice backsplash, nice glass of wine. It looks like you got some nice pajamas on or a nice sweatsuit. It looks like the it looks like you're a stay at home mom. But guess what? He got to put up with your moves and shenanigans. Somebody says at least she's admitting it. No, she ain't admitting nothing. She's admitting that she has bad behavior. That's all she's doing. She's she's getting away with it. She's not get, she's not saying I realize I'm what I'm doing. I do suck him off at the end of it. She's basically saying I get away with bad behavior. And if he if he don't like it, screw him. Okay. Let's see what else she says here. This is the reality. He says, Does this does your significant other know when it's just not a good night? One of the things I've been telling you about polyamory and poly, sorry, polygyny and polygamy. A woman. Technically, cannot one woman cannot service one man. It's impossible. This is why I believe I will never, ever have one woman. Not one. No. Because they're, oh, it's just not a good night for me. Well, guess what? It's a good night for her. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> and, well, that's good for you. See, I have another woman lined up. So I'm glad it's not your night. Good. Kiss you on the forehead. Enjoy your own time where you don't want to be touched. Everybody has it. I'm going to be over here. Okay. It says right here, uh, follow me. Okay, we don't want to follow her, but let's let's get to the comments. Uh, this seems like Deb, Deb White. I think this is a woman. So you're, wait, so you can't just give your husband a simple hug because of your kids? Question mark. I stay home with my kids too, but didn't treat my husband that way. 98 likes. Uh, let's see here. This is Cassandra. It says I took my it took my husband until marriage counseling to finally realize that I needed me time. I'm overstimulated. I'm about to snap. Leave me alone. I love you. I will give you some love after. But for now, leave me be. LOL. Two hundred and sixty seven likes. Now, ladies, if this is you, if this is you, fine with me. And that's but I'm going to have more than one woman. That's for damn sure. You ain't going to control my Johnson like that. You ain't. There ain't no way in hell you're controlling my Johnson and my sex drive like that. Nope. Okay. Leave you alone. Fine with me. I'm going to be like, skirt. okay, cool. I know exactly where to go to get my Johnson off. All right. Uh, here it is right here. This is a girl right here. I have uh, this seems I have three children. And at the end of the day, all I want to be is in my husband's arms. I need him as much as he needs me and time with him is part of my me time. I never let my motherhood interfere with my love life. I manage my time and energy very well. 123 likes. This is a guy. I believe maybe I can't tell this all cat. They say that's why men cheat. Of course, there's 12 replies. Here's somebody who says, I don't understand why he wants a divorce in quotation marks. And this is exactly true. And eventually she'll be like, Somebody says, I feel, uh, let me see here. I frequently feel touched out and overstimulated at the end of the day, but my husband touch, my husband's touch gives me back so much energy. I already told you they take your energy. I've uh, drained for me all day. I can't wait for him to get home and hold me 
uh, each day, no matter how overwhelmed I am. His is the only touch that I always want, no matter what. Maybe it's because he's not um, he's not asking anything of me. He says he's genuinely just wants to hold me and comfort me and let me rest. Okay, but I get it. Um, she has 61 likes. And then Texas man says, and one day you'll want him to touch you, but he won't because you pushed him away so many times, 70 likes. Now that one is, guys, that one's going to be true. That one's going to be true. What's going to happen is typically what happens is she will, you know, women don't understand this. This is why I don't think women should leverage sex when they get married. You leverage sex when you're single. You leverage sex for your commitment. But once you're married, that's no longer a leverageable item. If you think so, good luck in your marriage. Everybody's struggling in marriage, but good luck. But what tends to happen is they'll push you away a lot. 80% of the time, you'll get rejected. And then one point, once the kids get older or they get a little bit more confident, the kids start going to school and they have a little bit more time for you, they'll start waiting for you to initiate. And you won't because you put up with years of getting rejected. And you'll be getting it, getting it from somewhere else. But then she'll be like, why aren't you, why aren't you, you know, aggressive towards me? Why aren't you initiating? And the dude has already been trained and conditioned that she'll bite your hand off if you initiate. Okay. Now, this is a sad state of modern marriage. I'll play it again. Very, very sad commentary that people think that this is cute. And then all of a sudden, she was like, well, you don't hold me and you don't do this and you don't do that. But previously, you've dealt with this situation not once, but multiple times. Let's go ahead and play it. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I don't want to hug. You look very cute today, but get the away from me. Do not touch me with that glitter. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. I don't want to hug. You look very cute today, but get the away from me. Do not touch me with that glitter. Now, see, see, to me, she thinks she can do that. My wife could never do that. You'd be unwifed. You'd be unwifed. That would be the end of it. I mean, listen. That's going to be the end. We're drawing the line right there. Okay, before this goes any further. Um, or you're going to see me 10 toes up. You're going to see me walking in with my girlfriend. Okay, thank you very much. I'm on, I, listen, are you having a me day? Great. Have all the me time you want. This is Kaylee. She's a blonde, and she doesn't have any tits, according to her. So you're going to see this girl walk in. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, that's going to be who's in my in my door next. That's who's going to be in my room anyway. <laughs> what a sad thing. But a lot of men, husbands are already beat down. Many, many husbands are dealing with this. Many, many normie wives think this is completely cool. I've heard a normie wife say my husband's lucky to get any sex in a month because they were talking about how much sex does your husband. Do. This normie wife, she was cute, plain Jane. She said he's lucky to get one sec, one piece of sex the entire month. What the fuck? Oh my lord, you gonna be? But men, if you if you're dealing with normies, they're gonna be fine with this. They're gonna be like, yeah, just give her her space. And and I the here's the problem I had. 
The problem I have is the woman dictates intimacy, and that's not fair, right? Because she's going to say, okay, you can only be intimate when I'm ready. This is what she's saying. I'm ready, so now you can get your rocks off. That's too much control. Because if she's not ready, she's going to be like, don't touch me. And then what am I supposed to do? Just sit here with my Johnson tucked between my legs? What am I supposed to do? If I go get porn, I'm bad. If I go get a stripper, it's bad. If I go get an intimate partner, it's bad. So you get the control when I bust nuts. That ain't never going to happen. Be Look, I've been controlling when nuts been busting since 13. Whether I did it by myself or I had a partner. But since 13, I've been controlling this Johnson my entire life. You won't got no control over this. Okay, so... You don't control intimacy in this house. Now, she's going to be like, well, just take it then. Just give it to you and lie on her back like a Carl's Jr. star. No, I don't want that either. This isn't going to work. <laughs> Look, this is not going to work. Period. You're not just controlling my shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, you don't get the you don't get to get the control when I bust a nut. Oh, no, 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 no. This is sad commentary. Anyway, what are we doing here? Then don't, yeah, just going to lay down. Okay, you lay down like Jeff Jarrett and, and Hulk Hogan. You don't, get, you don't get control when I get my nut off, period. Anyway, Henry Resilient, he says, your off-the-rail shows are the best. He says, I meant to say my ex-wife is petty. He says, in the fine print, she wants to split the pots and pans, too. She can have them. One of the things you'll realize is people are petty during divorce. They'd be like, they'll take an inventory of everything. Take it to court and put all your business. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, would you sit your ass down? Who cares about them pots and pans? I was like, who cares? And you'll leave not do. I left in my marriage. I left 90% of the stuff, literally like 95% of the shit. She still was mad that I took the shit that I took. I was like, <laughs> like I left everything there. And she was like, yeah, but you took them. You took the blender and the knives. I was like, oh, my God. People, man, you're dealing with children. You're dealing with children. They are never, when we get to the secrets, this is one of them. They cannot be satisfied. I mean, this is not a secret. So I'll tell you now. It is impossible to just keep them satisfied as a human being. It is not in their DNA, and it's sad. It's sad. Like, you, I took a towel, and she was texting me about a bat, uh, um, it was a, a pool towel. It was a towel you take down to the pool. You took the towel. She had the whole damn residence. I left, like, you had the residence and everything in it. I didn't take nothing. I took a recliner. I took the Nintendo Wii, I took a blender, and I took my clothes. And she was like, you took a bath towel. I don't know what goes on in their heads, but I'm going to tell you, I will never legally attach to a woman again in my life. Knowing what I know, seeing what I saw, they are on some petty shit that I will never understand, and I ain't never doing it again. There will never be an elite. There will never be. I will never go. And now, not only that, I see a lot of people go through this. It's just not me. 
Not only that, somebody said that you paid for. Exactly. <laughs> I took the ones with the engravements. I know it was a dirty, dingy bath towel, too. Oh, man, dude, that was like at the beginning of the divorce. I was like, I was like, what is she on? My mother bought us some washer and dryer. Used, by the way, my mother did. Bought us a washer and dryer. I sold them. She was in court talking about he didn't give me half the proceeds. He took them. And I was like, well, I sold them. Well, you owe her half the proceeds. I was like, they were like 98 bucks. I was like, I made $98. <laughs> they was like, well, you owe her half the proceed. <sighs> I was like, what the fuck? What are we doing? What are we doing? I was like, she got the whole place with the dining room table, the kitchen, the furniture, everything. And they splitting up washer and dryers and towels. I'm like, I will never legally attach to another woman as long as I live. Never. That means I will never let a woman move into my house without a thick cohabitation agreement. Never. Because they petty. <laughs> petty. Petty Betty. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what are we doing? I'm not this petty. <laughs> right. Never, ever, ever. Because this stupid. And guys, let me tell you something. There's guys that are in marriages right now that know damn sure that their ex-wife, their wife is going to do that to them. So they stay married. They stay married. There's people that are married right now. That knows their wife is going to do that shit to them. So they stay married right now. Right now. It's a cold game. You'd be like, this can't be real. And they'll be in there asking for details about some shit you bought at Kmart six years ago. Well, well what about this? Well, I was like, I bought her a mountain bike. I bought her a laptop. Are we splitting that? And they'd be like this. Nope. I'm like, okay, uh, why aren't we splitting that? You know what they're going to say? I want you to see if you're smart enough to see how they screw you over. Watch this. Why aren't we splitting that shit? Let me see if you figure it out. Go ahead and put it in the chat. Why do you think they don't split that shit? And, yep. Because it was a gift. It was a gift. It was a gift. <laughs> You're like, oh, but I was bought with marital resources. This is why I told you everything you give her is a gift. Everything you give, everything you give her is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. Everything you give her as a gift, everything she gives you is a loan. This is not a game. You can't win. This is not a game. They got they they got your ass around every corner of this game. Somebody said the washer and dryers were a gift as well. Exactly. But they'll be like, well, no, but it was in the house. 
soon as you say, soon as yeah, see, you were soon as you say something in the courts, they got your ass, they got something for you. Trust me, man. I know you think, oh, I'll get over on this. No, they got you by the ballsies. All right, man. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway, shout out to my man. We're gonna call you Corin. He says my moonlighting fee. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, Mr. Floyd. Divorce attorneys are irate that I share this information. All right. Anyway, masculine Omar says, keep teaching men what their dad should have taught them, coach. Yep. I'm teaching you exactly what your dad should have taught you. Your dad knows. Okay. Let me see what Vimo looking at. Looking like it's a rig. Dude, when I say the game is rigged, it's rigged. Now, most of the time they got you on the fact that you're not petty. That's where they really got you. You're not a petty individual. You're not keeping inventory. Like I said, women think about men all day. Men don't think about women all day. We do just kind of just want to be intimate with them, but we're not thinking about this and that. So your, your girlfriend or wife or something is at the job, and instead of working, she's inventorying things, and they're gathering evidence and pulling receipts out. And <laughs> right? You show up to court with nothing but a damn manila folder. They coming in with boxes. You're like, what, 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 what? You're just all unprepared. <laughs> it's crazy. We got macaroni, Tony. I told this story before, but it is just so deep. I have to try it again or tell it again. My granny fussed at my grandpa for pinching her butt one day and he never did it again. Till this day, she says she misses his tactical gestures towards her and they're still married. No fire. Um, I don't care who you are one day, your wife is going to complain about you touching her, <laughs> right? One day in the morning, she's going to be standing in the kitchen, no bra on, but she's going to have a shirt on, you know, them little pajama jammy shirts and them little booty shorts or the little long target. You're going to come up next to her. You're going to just grab her ass or grab her chest. She's going to go nuts. She's going to go nuts. Why are you touching me? You can't just touch me. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, I mean, I was just showing you affection and love. Yeah, but you just, you're going to be like, uh, uh. Or you're going to smack her ass. You know what I mean? You smack her ass. What's up, baby? Why do you just keep treating me like a piece of meat? And you're going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I was just saying hello. I was just saying hello. Now, you want to say, I paid for this. What? You living in my damn house. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, Touch you. You lucky I didn't just tell you to grab your ankles. That's what you want to say. <laughs> but once that happens, you're going to change the way you are with her. And then she's going to wonder why you don't touch her. And then the dude at work is going to smack her on the ass and she's going to love it. These are all the secrets of marriage. This is all the secrets, the shit that your daddy will never tell you. But CGA is telling you, and of course, there's going to be one person that says, well, not me. No, 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 no. Somebody says, how does coach know? I, guys, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. This is the stuff that men don't talk about. This is the stuff that husbands suffer with. Trust me. We've all been here. We've all experienced this shit, but the minute we say it and talk about it, they be like, not my girl. And you just, 
and you just sit in there and that just happened to you anecdotal. No, it's not. Every guy goes through this shit and all of us just suffer in silence. This is why this is why nobody can touch me in this sphere. Nobody. None. Shout out to my brothers that we love in this sphere, but I'm the king of kings. I know every angle of relationships because I've been in every angle. Most dating coaches, most of the content creators here in this sphere, they've only been in one. They've only been in one and two angles. Maybe they had a girlfriend. Maybe they spun some plates. That's it. They're limited. But CGA, I've touched all, all. Well, however it is to deal with women, I've got it all. I've done all of it. I've seen it all. I'm the only one. I'm one of the only ones. Even the guys that are married that never been divorced, they they don't know that side of it either. They don't know that side of it either. Some of these dudes still married in sexist marriages. They don't know. That's why they can't be CGA. I got it all. I've done it all. All right. I've done it all. That's why I'm the king of kings. Anyway. <laughs> what are we doing here? And nobody will tell me I'm a I'm lying about it or it was only me. No way. No way. Trust me. I talked to a lot of husbands. We've all dealt with this shit, and we all suffered in silence. Okay. No government name. I understand your reasoning for not doing collabs, but I discovered you starting and started following you because of one of your collabs. It was the Fresh and Fit episode where you were talking about why you call women 49ers. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, I just don't do them a lot. But, yeah, that was a different. I don't even look at that as a collab, per se, because that's what they do. And they invited me and I appreciate them inviting me. I, uh, they invited me. Um, they invited me when they were, I had a larger audience than them. Second time I was there, they had a significant larger audience than I did. That was how different those two collabs were. And uh, I appreciate those brothers, even though people want to say, Oh, you don't know. I appreciate those brothers, man. And I, I, I'm glad they're successful. I'm glad they're successful. We got some PayPal's in here. We got some PayPal's. Yes, we do. Uh, we got, uh, we going to call you Muhammad. He says blue chip mindset. Yesterday was one of the best. Notice how you continue to reference how we are forced to live by nature in God. I was hospitalized for several days this past spring for something I could not prevent. Regardless, it took, I took it as a sign and decided to quit my night job, cut down on fast food, quit weed, alcohol, prawn, et cetera. My life has done a complete 180 for the better. This is the info father should have taught us. Coach, you've done the research for them and they don't. He says, and they want, he says, want, he says, they don't want to listen. They don't want to listen what I'm saying. He says, we only have one life. Please stop wasting it on these things. Shout out to you. Thank you, sir. And congratulations for recovering and then getting your life right. We're trying to get you guys to be uh, walking right, not walking wrong. Congratulations, brother. I'm glad to hear that update. Jay Cool, thank you for showing us the reality, coach, showing us what they don't want us to know. And for what type of woman I like, I think fit women are the best, but so few women are still fit. Yeah, so that's going to be a problem for you. And then also fit women can benefit from great accolades meaning they can make money on a monetized situation so because they're rarity so if you like fit women they're a rarity you're gonna have to deal with what fit women come from come with 
and they're going to want to do Instagram and they got, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. Um, you got to decide. Let me do a couple super chats and get back. Zoe, is it Zoe man or Zoe coach? My 19 year old friend, he says, I'm 18 is trying to get an apartment with his girlfriend and said they will sleep in different bedrooms. Wow. He says, my mother passed away when I was five months old, so I lived with my stepmother my whole life. I was raped here earlier and seeing the pettiness of women. Yeah, I do. I actually have a stepmother, too. We're not very close, per se. And I told they told you that story. Um, and, um, yeah, she she taught she red pill me a lot. She red pill me a lot. My experience with my stepmother red pill me for sure. She gave me double doses of red pill. I saw her. <laughs> you know what I mean? She. She was very mean, mean towards me and uh, mean for her own reasons. I'm, I'm sure it was right in her head, but I was just in, in the way. I was just in the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't her son. And so she was like, I don't got to treat him like any damn thing. She never abused me. She never abused me. Okay, just so you know, she fed me. She did the, She did what she had to do, you know, and I. she was kind of an old school black woman, right? old school, saved and sanctified. So she never abused me, but you know, she didn't want me there. She didn't want me there. And I, I felt it and you could feel that energy. So, uh, anyway, you know, that's some of the things that people have to get over. You know, it's sad. It was sad. It was a sad situation, but you know, she never, she, you know, she did what she needed to do. She never did anything bad to me, but, um, yeah, man. She never gave me favor in favor when I was a kid, you know, scheduling up and people listen, I've been schooled on what really was the circumstances as an adult. So, you know, people did put me on game later on as to why I got that treatment, why I felt that way. But when I was a child, I never knew why I felt that way. It was just like, wow, you know, you were like, you never know, like, you're like, damn, this is weird. You're in a game and the referees keep blowing the whistle against you. You like, what is going on? And then you find out the game was rigged and you're like, oh. Well, when I was adult, people, the adults around me that were adults at the time, when I was a kid, you know what I mean? They put me up on game and they made it all complete. They put it all together. And what it was, was they said I was the oldest child. I was my dad's oldest. I was my, my mom's oldest. My dad remarried, married her. She wanted a son. She wanted a son to replace me. So that new son was going to bump me out of importance and for my father. Right. And so that I would be back to my mother. So she made it difficult for my father and me to bond. What happened was she ended up having five kids, but the first three kids were girls. The first three kids were girls. So she was trying to have a son so bad that she was popping out kids like crazy. Fourth kid was a boy, but that was 10 years later. 10 years later, after her plan was like, I'm going to have a kid and a boy, right? To bump him off. But it took 10 years, four kids. The fifth kid was a girl, too. And they told me that shit. They, the adults around me ended up putting me on game later on. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. That shit, that therapy can't unpack. What you need is people to be honest with you. You need your people and family to be honest with you and put you up on game. Now, I don't look bad at the woman. You know what I mean? She's probably in her 70s now. I don't look bad at her. It is what it is. It is what it is. And, and here's the thing. I 
I, as a person who has been married and have kids too, and you split up and shit happens, but as you know, even my kids or kids that are around people now, you're keeping secrets away from your kids that one day your kids are somebody's going to put your kids up on game. And then now, so now I know, and I can appreciate it. Okay. They were just young parents trying to go through some shit, but we all go through shit now and we're putting our kids through shit that that's going to hurt them, but you don't recognize that's what you're doing to them. You're just being so selfish and it's caught in your moments. Your kid, you're getting caught in your moments trying to uh, uh, and wrestle through court and thinking kids are ignorant. And the kids can feel it. What's going on? It's something ain't right. And what's right ain't the what's right is people don't put kids first. People put adults first. I've been telling you people are selfish. And you think kids are dumb. They can feel it. They can feel this shit. And then eventually they're going to want answers. And then when an adult puts them up on game and talk about how petty you two jackasses are and you ruined their whole childhood or experiences when you could have focused on them and made it about them, but you was out here all in your damn feelings, you will have to live up to it, and hopefully your kid is not on the airways talking shit on you. You see what I mean? This is how deep this goes. Somebody says, uh, Java says, do you forgive your stepmother, Coach, uh, uh, for getting in between you and your dad? Amazing. Yeah, I don't have any hard feelings towards her. I see her now. We greet each other. We have a short conversation and then we move on. I don't have any hard feelings towards her. I look at it as that was just what it was. You know what I mean? I look at it as they were just trying to get through what they wanted to get through over here. Move on with their lives. I was just in the way. I was just in the way. And, um, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. But I do I forgive her? I just don't have any. She just is. I don't have any hard feelings towards her, but I don't I don't blame her for nothing. You know what I mean? I don't be like, oh, she ruined everything. It's just what it is. I see her. I'd be like, hey, how you doing? And she cool. She just be like, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm indifferent. And I think the best thing to be is indifferent. I don't know. Maybe some therapist can come in here and say, nah, you need to unpack some shit. I'm just indifferent. And uh, when I when you're indifferent to me, when I'm indifferent towards you, you're nothing to me. You know what I mean? But I'm not trying to wish you death. I'm not trying to wish you harm. But I know what it is. But, you know, <laughs> that's that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. But I, I know this. This is the important thing. We're doing this now to our children. If you're going through a divorce, if you're co-parenting, if you're going through custody battles, you're doing the exact same thing I just described to your kids. And when I say you, I'm saying damn near the all of America right now. If you're in a, a marriage and you don't leave your marriage, this is going to be a three-hour stream. If you are doing this to your marriage and you're in a marriage and you're going through this shit with your kids, you're doing the exact same thing to your kids. And they're one day going to get put up on the truth. And one day they're going to look at you and you want to hope they're going to be indifferent towards you. You hope they'll be indifferent to you. Many of them will be traumatized. Many of them will be very angry at you. Many of them will say you ruined their possibilities at a future, right? You hope you better hope they're indifferent and you better hope they forgive you. You better hope they just move on with life. Most of them will not. And you that's why I call people selfish. Right. Anyway, 
I'm hitting y'all over the head today. I'm hitting y'all over the head. And I, this is why I took look at what we're doing today. It's reprehensible. It's reprehensible what we do, and this is just real. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's see here. I do have a, a couple more here. Schedule P coach, my junior college girl stole my AirPods. Yo, you need to hide all your shit. You need to hide all your shit from your, from your junior college girls. Do not let them come in here. Do not let them come in here. We got a guy, he always changes his name, CGA's old pool towel. Don't worry, CGA. Uh, always, he says, I always prefer preferred your warm body. Appreciate that. Uh, we got a couple more. I'll get through them. Carlos says, get the bucket lights up. Get the lights up here. We're helping people right here. We're helping people realize how screwed up you are, and you ain't keeping no secrets from the kids. Kids are smarter than you know. The dictator says it's 100% me. When uh, when when we buying everything, but it's 50 percent uh, me when we're selling it. Sad. Sad. He says extra for the baby mama towel fund, <laughs> bath towel fund. It's sad. You be buying all the shit and they just be sitting there. Then when it goes to the divorce, you split it in half. You're like, hold up. I was the one that bought it. Well, you bought it with marital assets, which you both share. What it's crazy, bro. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. Thank you, Java. And let me get back to the show. Let's talk about Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion right here says she's embarrassed by her that her sexual past is being revealed out here. I thought there was no slut shaming. I thought that was a situation where I thought there was a situation where I didn't know there was two E's in Meg the Stallion. I'm really gone. I've been calling her Megan the Stallion. But um, it says right here. She's embarrassed. She says her boyfriend is embarrassed by the media cover coverage of, the, of her sexual history. Now, people have said allegedly that she was an industry pass around. I don't know why the boyfriend wouldn't have heeded these advices, but this is what we're going to touch on when we tell you the secrets of women. Here's the deal. The boyfriend is embarrassed by the media's cover coverage of her sexual past. Not that she has a sexual past, but that it's rolled out that she was reckless with her body. Now it's reckless. She's been reckless with her body, and now he's looking at it, and he can't parade her around as a trophy because she was a pass around, allegedly. This is what's going to happen here. Let me see if we can read this. DJ Officer Vlad is on the report here. Shout out to DJ Vlad. The criminal trial involving Tory Lanez and Meg the Stallion officially got underway this week, and it has yielded some rather personal information about the latter. And the famous men who she's allegedly slept with, including Ben Simmons and Tory Lane, and also allegedly the baby. When the Texas native took the stand on Tuesday, she broke down in tears before stating that she wished Tory Lane had just deleted her during that time of, of the alleged gun incident to save her from embarrassment, the impending embarrassment. This woman is literally saying, <laughs> look. She doesn't want to be accountable for anything. She's like, I wish he just would have deleted me. That, that, dude, I tell you. The arrogance. The absolute arrogance of these people. She's like, I wish he would have just took me out. No, the reason why you probably want to be taken out is because, let's just be frank about it. She's the one dragging this case out, which is very much just... It, you can't tell who's doing what. I don't think we'll get a real indication of who's doing what. 
Uh, but because everybody's like, oh, Tory Lanez is paying off the 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 other witness, the other the other witness, uh, Meg the Stallion's lying, Meg's telling the truth, and Tor we're not going to get a real conclusion here. I'm hoping they just throw the case out. But this is a clear example of here. She wants some sort of justice that she's not going to get, and she's going to be the victim regardless. And she's embarrassed by the circus that she's created around her to try to prove something that she knows there's more layers to this story. She just wants us to believe that Tory Lanez just got out there and start saying, dance, chick. All right. And she walked out like, now I got to cut you. All right. Shoot off my pinky toe. Shoot it off. Go ahead. There it is. Now I got to cut you. Yeah, no, nah, man. I don't think, man. Look, it's very much layered. And the fact that she lied and said, I didn't bang Tory or didn't let Tory bang me. And now she let uh, Tory Smurf bang the hell out of her. That's embarrassing for her case. She lied. And now it's dragging out and she just wants to delete herself, but her ego's too big that she won't do it. All right. So she needs Tory Lanez to do it in her concocted story or her half truth story or her partial story. The story she's telling is partially true at best. During the testimony, the 27 year old also revealed how she's uh, how demeaning the whole experience for her boyfriend is. That's your fault. Dude, this is her. Look, you're the one that pursued the case. You're the one out here with the damsel in distress. You're the one that wanted to put that out there. You didn't think for one second that your sexual history with said assailant was going to be put out there and you were going to be embarrassed. I swear to God, these people think that somebody's going to save them. She was the one pursued the case, pursued the charges. And what did she think? She was just going to be able to hide behind the fact that oh, when her sexual history is not going to come up. It should come up because it is relevant to the case. Not only that, you lied about said sexual history. Now you're embarrassed by it when the truth comes out. I don't know what to tell you, Meg. You're immature. Quote, quoting her, I've, I'm having a really difficult time sitting up here. Here it is again. Hey, black folks, and particularly women. What is it about sitting here that you almost has to always have to acknowledge that you're sitting here? Mm. To me, as soon as I hear sitting up here, it's a lie. Whatever you're about to say is a lie or whatever you're going to reference it, it's going to be a lie. Always sitting up here. Why are you sitting up here telling me this? And you was over there sitting over there trying to tell me. Soon as I hear sitting up here, that's a dead giveaway. That's a lie. Mm. <laughs> All right. Brothers always. Well, we just sitting over here and I was just sitting there and then this was happening and I was just sitting there and then somebody shot me. I was just sitting there and somebody ran out and robbed the bank. I was just sitting up here finna tie my shoes. Mm. I'm tired of people saying I was just, first of all, it's a dead giveaway that you're a liar. Soon as you say, I'm just sitting here. You know what you're sitting there doing? It's barbecue in there. Sitting here. Let me just go ahead and read her quote. I'm having a difficult time sitting up here telling my story and having to sit across from people <laughs> who have made up lies about me and having to sit across from Tori. Hold up. Let me read that again. I'm having a diff really difficult time sitting up here telling my story. And I'm going to sit across from people who have made up lies about me 
and happened to sit across from Tori, Megan said, I'm trying to be strong. Okay, hold on. Pause. Pause, pause, pause. If anybody says I'm trying to be strong, that's a dead giveaway of a pure vindictive liar. I'm trying and it's just I'm trying to not I'm trying to move on with life. I'm trying to stay strong. You're the you're the guilty party more than likely. You're the instigator. You're trying to stay strong. You're trying to move on. You're the instigator. Dead ass giveaway. Because if you was trying to stay, trying to trying to trying to stay strong and move on, you would have just moved the hell on. But you sitting here. You're the petitioner. You're sitting here. You're the victim. You're sitting here. How are you trying to keep strong and move on when you keep bringing mother suckers in the court? This is unbelievable. You don't want keeping this shit going in this charade, knowing that it's half truth at best. I'm trying to be strong. Oh, hold on for a second. I'm trying to be strong. I don't like to look weak. This is her ego. I don't want to give them the power that they've taken from me for the last three years. She says, I'm embarrassed because I'm a grown woman hanging with people I had no business hanging with and fornicating with. Now look at how everybody wants to view me. How can I share my body with someone who wants to shoot me? Now every week there's an article calling me a skeezer ho. I feel disgusted. I feel dirty. My own partner is embarrassed. This is insane. <laughs> this shit is insane. Holy moly. What do you do with people like this? The best thing to do is not. Yeah, somebody said she explained her music. The best thing to do is not associate with anybody like this. These people are, and just to be honest with you, quite frank, black women, y'all been getting away with this shit for way too long. If you wonder why brothers are going to the New York Nick white Christmas party, let me pull that up. And Kaylee's, you guys aren't absent of, of the accountability either. Don't get me wrong. But if you wonder why brothers are going and getting their passport, if you're wondering why brothers is going to the snow parade, This is why. This is why. And it ain't no better over there. You're dealing with passive-aggressive BS over there. So, brothers, you better learn the game. But I'm going to say this. We've been dealing with, and I've been living in the community for a little bit of my life. We've dealt with these women since we were nine years old. Nine. This is no joke. We dealt with the Meg the Stallions since we were nine putting up with bullshit on the playground, them snitching on us to the teacher. If you have sisters, you've been putting up with this shit. All through middle school, all through high school, all through college. Calling us ugly, ashy, dusty, dirty, making up lies, starting bullshit. Family members doing the shit on you. We've been dealing with this shit for a minute. Then when we pull up talking about I've been dreaming of a white Christmas. 
You've been dealing with it with your stepmama. You've been dealing it with your own single mama. And then when we become 25, 26, they wondering why we getting on the Asian airlines. <laughs> We've been dealing with it. And Meg the Stallion is no different. Do all women do this in the community? No. But unfortunately, these women are those silent ones that got to stand by and watch these women do this to us. And then we get it one minute and we go, you know what? I ain't putting up with this bull. <laughs> we go to milk of magnesia if we need to. Sad situation there, Meg the Stallion. Uh, so now she's embarrassed. She should be embarrassed by her music. What did her music? Didn't she have a song called WAP? And now she's out here saying she's embarrassed by her promiscuous past being rolled out, that her partner has to put up with the embarrassment and the disgust in dealing with who she, he, like he didn't know. Like he didn't know. Whoa, man, dude, I tell you, man, people are funny. People are goofy. All right, let me see. Are we ready for the secrets? No, we should be ready for the secrets. Yeah, we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the secrets that women do not want you to know. But let me first clean up the deck of the contributors contributors for today's show. Henry Brazilian says you you seeing how my divorce played out. He says, "Am I selfish for filing for the divorce?" He says, "If she cashes me out, uh, if she cashes me out like this at forty five with two kids in a bigger house, it would be doomsday for you. It would be yes. So I believe you're in your thirties." Guys, the best gift a woman can ever give you is a divorce before you hit 40. So you file for the divorce. I think what you're probably dealing with is the fact that you're getting screwed still or you believe you're getting screwed in your divorce, even though you filed. So you're going, what the hell is the benefit of filing? Well, that, sir, will lead you to why we say statistically women are responsible for 90 percent of the divorce filings, even though 70 percent are 70 uh, percent um, are filed by women and the fact is a lot of guys even though they file the reason why men don't file is they know they're going to be in this situation so if you're going to get out get out now you know what i mean get out before it gets worse because the longer you stay the worse is going to get the longer you stay is worse is going to get so you would have had a bigger house bigger car naturally you would have pursued bigger dreams you would have had a bigger salary you would have had older kids and you would have fumbled their college fund okay Pray for Brother Henry. He needs to stay strong. Don't check in any hotels. All right. Stay strong, Henry. He's in a dark place, man. I mean, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. You know, they don't want to hear our shit about divorce and marriage. But let me tell you, when you go through this and you deal with the machine, the legal machine. And it's rigged against men because men typically want to be the creators, the whole, the, the head of households and so forth. And they typically date down and marry down. M women typically marry up. So every now and then you'll hear a story. One woman come in here. I got screwed in my divorce too. Okay. You're the rarity, but that's neither here or there, but it sucks to be you too. But what's happening is Henry is experiencing a place where nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. But everybody's saving her. And I'm going to tell you, some people I've actually had a um, a person actually do a response video when me just saying that nobody's coming to save you. And the response was from a good friend of mine saying, hey, you know what? 
Men have to understand nobody's coming to save you. The reality is that don't matter when you're going through a divorce. <laughs> okay. Now all that tough talk don't matter when you're going through a divorce. You want at least one person to be sympathetic towards what you're going through because you'll need it because you will be alone. You're going to be alone and it's going to be a place where nothing's going to seem like it's an answer, right? I don't care. The dating coaches are going to be like, oh, just go and spend some plates. You're going to be like, I'm not even thinking about spending no plates, fam. I'm thinking about surviving. I'm not thinking. Here's, here's, a, here's a hard truth. Here's a hard truth. Most of these expenses that you're going to accumulate during your divorce process <laughs> is going to sound easy. They're going to say $800 in child support and $1,200 in alimony. And they're going to split all this shit up. And you're going to be like, okay, all right. This You're going to look at your income. All right. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I'll suck it up. But what you don't know what's going to happen is you're going to get hit with those expenses at points where it, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be interesting on your monthly as your monthly expenses are due, right? Anybody have this budget and I have my budget sheet. When you budget and you say, I make $5,000 a month. And you say, but my expenses are 4,500. But what you don't take into account is that your the way money comes out is different than when your money comes in. So you might make $5,000 in a month, but there's people that have money due where you don't have that $5,000 in, right? You're just trying to stay alive. So you only got $3,000 in, but $4,000 is due. Now you like, oh, shit. So you need that other check to hit. <laughs> you need the other check to hit, but it ain't going to hit in 10 days. And you're like, oh, shit, I should be able to afford this, but this is real. This is weird. Here's the deal. Child support is going to hit. Attorney fees are going to hit. Her attorney fees are going to hit. Then her alimony is going to hit. Then your kids operating expenses are going to hit. All that shit is going to hit, and you're going to not be ready for it. Even if you have the money for it, you're not going to be ready. And then you're going to want to do something. It's just going to go. It's going to be catastrophic. It's going to be catastrophic to you. So then you're like, okay, wait a minute. Damn, this should be working. But then you're going to get people pushing on you. Child support is going to start sending you letters. Oh, it looks like you missed a payment. Looks like you missed two. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm okay. I'm going to get them. Then your attorney's hitting you. Uh, yeah, about that. About that tab. Oh, shit. Hey, damn. Then your baby mama going to be hitting you. You didn't send the alimony. Oh, mother suck. Okay. That cumulative effect is what kills men's finances. That cumulative effect. And then it happens every 30 days. You're getting slaughtered. Yep. And then your rent is due. Oh, shit. Okay, damn. All right. Now I got to pay rent. Now, people might say, well, you should have money saved. Guys, if you go through a divorce, there's no savings, you dumbasses. All right, I, I hate to keep putting you. There's no savings when you go through a divorce. They chop all that shit up. <laughs> I know people think, you know, I think you, you they, they always think they got the answer. There's no savings. It's been diced up. You didn't split it up and paid somebody off. Then all of a sudden you got to pay your rent. Now you're going, holy, holy moly. 
Now, the only savior to this, the only savior to this, and I'm giving y'all some real, real life advice, is to have money under the table. Money, cash, LLC, you get paid in checks or cash, you get paid some shit. You got Cayman Islands, you got hidden funds. That's the only way is to cheat the system. That's it. Put a business name under another person's name. I'm telling you, that is the only way. Because if you don't have a, if you're a W-2, you're about to get ran. And they know it. That's why they do this to you. It's to kill your wealth. There's no savings. There's no nothing. You ain't, you ain't saving a damn thing once they put alimony, child support, lawyer's fees, lawyer's fees, court fees. You ain't saving nothing. Because they didn't took your money and they said, this is what you have. This is your income. This is what you owe to them. This is, there's no savings. There's no savings. There will be none. And she ran up in the courtroom and told you where you hid all the other shit. So they took that too. <laughs> Trust me. It is a it is a situation. It's a grinder. It's a super duper grinder. And people that have never been through it, they will. Well, why don't you just and you should have been making more money, guys, whatever money you made, you're getting it diced up in the court. So, yeah, he can make all the money he want. He can have all the savings he want. He can have all the assets he wanted. It got diced up. It got diced up. So he has none. Now he's going month to month. OK, anyway. Never listen to people, man. They act like they know what they're talking about and they're completely ignorant about it. They don't know. I know. I know because I've been on that side. It's not a game you want to play with. Yep, they done split your shit up. They done diced it up. He says, can't dice up $5. They'll dice it up. All right. Um. So you better have a, a side hustle. Okay, man. Henry Resilient, got you already. Lawar Moore, shout out to the coach, Graybeard in the building, and to the almighty coach gang. Rock on, baby. He says, this case explains Megan Thee Stallion's songs and videos. Hmm, a pass around. Yes, indeed. Allegedly. Henry Resilient, she tried to finesse me for my life insurance. Yeah, you got a bad one. <laughs> you got a bad one. She's trying to get you for your life insurance. And he says, each month I pay child support, alimony, daycare fees. That's another one they'll get you on. Well, you got to pay half the daycare. And then half of all these sports activities. And then the child support and the alimony and the lawyer fees, you're going to be like. And you'll say, well, what am I supposed to do? So he says, I have to pay child support, alimony, daycare, attorney fees, 500 to wait, 500 to 200K per month. And I'm uh, and I am getting bled dry. I think that's the goal of divorce. Yep. That's why they have divorce attorneys. Trust me. Hey, stay strong, Henry. Y'all say a prayer for Henry. Y'all stay strong, brother. Stay strong. CGA says, uh, my issue is with the adults who didn't check your stepmom in real time when she treated you bad. Telling you now is uh, them trying to clear their conscience. Guys, check this out, dude. There are women that are doing this right now, sitting idly by, watching other women do this to their baby daddies. All right. Now, they might be able to paint a picture that the baby daddy is an asshole. Guys, I know what you're trying to say, but there are people doing this right now. And then they will come to my show and act like I'm talking out the side of my neck. What are you talking about? I never did that. And I will say, don't you know, you know, a person, you know, a family member that's doing that. And you're saying absolutely nothing. You many times will help them. 
you many times will help them do shady shit against the baby's father. You'll assist them doing it. And you'll be like, well, I do it, you know, and I mean, I, for instance, you'll, 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 um, knowing that the father wants to see the kid, but the mother will go out of town. The mother will go to the nightclub. The mother will say, why don't you babysit my kids? You'll babysit the kids so the mother can go travel and go get dicked down in Jamaica. You'll babysit the kids so she can go shake her ass out of the nightclub. Now, that is aiding and abetting because what that mother should have did was put the kids with the father. But she knew she was not going to do so because she would lose out on child support. So you kept the kids. That's assisting. That's what I'm talking about. And that's just one example of assisting somebody doing the bullshit in real time. And then you want to walk out here like, what? I don't help. And no, I would say something. No, 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 no. No. I don't let people get by on this bullshit. We do the exact same thing as the adults in my past and in your past did. They aided and abetted. They said nothing. They turned a blind eye. They let the shit happen. And then later on, they wanted to come clean or they act like they did nothing, uh, nothing wrong. When you you literally kept the kids away, helped her keep the kids away from the father. Hmm. See, people don't want to own up. I don't ho I hold everybody accountable. Everybody. Everybody's playing a role in this. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. People want to act like their hands ain't dirty in this. Nope, nope, no. Nope. If you worked at a daycare and you knew the mom said, don't let the dad pick up and you let the dad come in and have to deal with all kind of bullshit to even come see his kids, which he had a legal right to do, but you tried to enforce the custody schedule, you just as culpable as well. If you're a teacher or a principal that has done anything like that, you're just as dirty with your hands as well. If you're a police officer, anybody, CPS, child support agent, attorney, paralegal, anybody that is assistant in complying with the baby mama terrorist and keeping the child against the uh, away from the father, you, your hands are dirty too. Anyway, your hands are dirty too. If you're a grandparent, a mother-in-law, or any of that, your hands are dirty too. Everybody's got their hands dirty in this system. And I'm tired of people acting like they're innocent and acting like I'm talking like I'm crazy. Your sisters, your cousins, everybody done done shit like that. If you had a dude run up on your baby daddy, if you hired a private investigator, you guys are hands are dirty in this as well. Period. Everybody's involved and complicit in this system. Nobody got their hands clean in this. We all dirty. And we all do it. If you dated a single mother, if you dated a single mother and you saw her do this shit and you didn't call her out, your hands are dirty too. If you married a mother and the step and, and, and that mother, uh, uh, if you married her and she was a single mother and she did that and you kept custody of the kids while the father was fighting in court for custody, your hands are dirty too. Nobody's getting off when it comes to this. If you told everybody that single mother is a wonderful princess warrior queen and the dad was in court fighting for custody and you knew it your hands are dirty too ain't nobody safe with cga nobody get to walk in here and say not me no because we all play a role in this
If you were a football coach and the dad came to the game and you shielded the kid away from the dad because the mom said, don't let the dad talk to the kid during the football game, you just as dirty too, football coach, karate teacher, whoever the hell you are. You're just as dirty too, Pop Warner football coach. All of y'all, all of y'all play um, against this system. It is. If you're a person that said just pay the child support and get over it, you just as dirty too. I'm telling you. <laughs> so nobody clean. And everybody is. So we're not just going to be like, well, these, yeah, pastors. If you are a pastor of a church and your church is full of single mothers and you telling them they princess warrior, you just as dirty in your hands too in this system. <laughs> they not ready for this. So nobody can come in here and act ignorant. I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. We're not going to try that. We're not going to try that today. I'm I'm a little too, I'm a little too, yeah, I'm a little too, uh, I'm a little too knowing. I'm all knowing, all wisdom. I'm omnipresent. King of Kings. Yes, that's me. Somebody says, well, I'm asking for forgiveness. Yes, you too. Everybody. You dated a single mother and she put them kids in the back bedroom so you can fornicate. Meanwhile, the dad's just paying child support and you know, you know the deal. You too. You too, sir. Let's get to the three secrets. <laughs> the secret, three secrets that women don't want you to know. The three secrets that women don't want you to know. Okay, let's start off with secret number one. Some of these will be a little more sympathetic to women. And let me start off with that. Let me start off with the sympathetic one. And um, one of them is that many women have early sexual experiences. Earlier, and there's good, bad, and ugly related to this. The good is they enjoyed it and volunteered for themselves to do so. Many of them may have had a pregnancy that they want to tell you about that they early terminated. They put themselves out there. They tried to date the older dudes. When I say older dudes, they were 13, 14, and they tried to mess with the boys that were 16 and 17. Yes, many of them women have done that. That's the best good. The bad of it is many of them have had bad results uh, uh, because of this. They were 16. They dated the 21-year-olds. Okay, and it turned out bad. They were heartbroken and damaged when I maybe not 20, but 18 for certain, 19 for sure. All right. And it turned out bad. They got played. They got played hard, broken hearted. And now they are out here when you're when they're 30 with all of this bad history of relationships way before you have any history of relationships, period. But they put themselves out there. Okay, many girls are 18, 19, selling feed pictures and sugar daddies. They got way earlier sexual experiences and they have trauma related to them. They've been already had their hearts broken. This is why some women who have early sexual experiences really don't trust men and they call them all kind of names and so forth and so on. And let me get to the ugly part. Many young women, many women in general have had sexual experiences that they did not want at all. And that's a secret that they'll never tell you. Whether it was somebody that they were friendly with, a relative, or whatever, 
that has happened. Many of them do not tell you that secret. And it's a sad secret. And many boys, let me just even say that, many boys have this same experience as well. They never had that resolved as well either. So, it could be a situation where they were date great when they were young teenagers or an older boy pushed themselves onto them or somebody touched them way, way too early or vice versa. They might have done that when they were 14 or 15 and they might have touched somebody. It's a weird dynamic. A lot of people don't 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 have this. It's, it's what it is. Good, bad and the ugly. All right. So when it comes to this. This early sexual experience is going to highly impact them as adults. Many of these things aren't going to be discussed. Fathers on dog, it's it's weird. It's weird stuff. So when it comes to this, we got to understand that many of their issues that they're having with you is because of their earliest sexual experiences. Early. And when I talk about when women, unfortunately, they're sexualized when they're young. This is something people want to work on. This is something society has given a pass to. And the society will move towards to continue to sexualize them. You can actually look on social media and there's plenty of images of this or videos and so forth with women either volunteering them or later on you find out some stepdaddy forced this kid to do it with the mother's consent. Weird shit. But this early experience affects and um um. We don't have many men do have these experiences earlier. Most of us don't. So by the time we get our first sexual experiences, we might be 16, 17, 18. Some of us 20, 21, 22. They've been already dealing with it. They've been dealing with it for a long time. At least being even looked at and leered at. So with that being said, these things are secrets that they kept. You will never figure it out. And if they have some sort of thing that they haven't figured out, it will clash with you. Somebody said 39, hopefully not that late. Hopefully not that late. But if it is, it is. So that is going to impact. That's a secret that many, many people keep, man or female, but that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Oh, the other ugly part is... If you just look at the data related to early terminations, if you look at the amount of women who are fighting for these early terminations, freedoms and rights and justices, many of these women are younger than 19, right? They're very passionate about it. And sometimes we don't understand why they're passionate about it. But I'm guarantee you there's a good percentage of the population that under the age of 18, they've had one. They might have had two. Many women that you marry and they're 30, they might have had one or two early terminations. Statistically, this is a highly likelihood. Now, with that being said, that's going to be tra that's going to be traumatic. That's going to lead to tra some traumatic situations later on that she might be wrestling with. But she didn't share that secret with you. And you married her when she was 36. But she has two kids, but she terminated five. You know what I mean? Or she had terminated three for a total of five. You might want to ask a woman this, and they might say, this is personal. Well, if that's personal, you can never have a relationship with me because that's going to be vital in how we communicate with each other. And if you carry that secret on, it's certainly something that is going to be, it's going to be meaningful to me. It's going to impact me. But this is a secret. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So just look it up, man. 
Next thing that we want to talk about, the next secret. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six. The next secret is that um, as, as much as we want to say women are broke, we're going to say women are broke. Um, it, 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 and the reason why we say this is because they've been calling us broke for a long time. Okay, They've been calling us broke, scrubs, dusty, dirty, ashy, you know, dusty. But the reality is you want to know a reality. Almost every woman in America is in financial pain. I don't care how much money she makes. They're in pain. <laughs> They're in pain. They're in financial pain. They're in financial strife. And it's going to impact the way they select their partners. When they start asking for ridiculous things like paying for dates, the man should pay for a date. That is a sign that they're in financial pain. They came out here and they don't got enough on a credit card or debit card. A lot of them are in consumer debt. A lot of them are in college debt. A lot of them are in college debt with no degree. And I want to say this as a means to try to open up dialogue with women and to just be honest, just so we understand who you are and why you have these expectations. Many of your expectations are so far fetched in dating. It just doesn't make sense. You live in a place where very few people make a certain a dollar amount, but you got to find a husband that makes this dollar amount. And you'll say, well, I'll just be by myself. But when you go by yourself, your living dwellings are so tacky. You're living so beyond the beyond the poverty line. You're barely making it like that. Like it's sad that you're like, this is the only way out. Most women, and unfortunately, the only way out of their scenario is a relationship, and that relationship is equivalent to hitting the lottery. Many of them are in tax burden. Many of them are in student loan debt, credit card debt. Many of them owe people money. They owe people money right now. They owe people money, and they are sitting on Facebook talking about how they're balling, and there's people that they owe money to looking at them sideways. See, this is a very, very good, big, big secret. And I say they're broke to make, you know, it's kind of the make fun, but it's kind of a retaliatory statement. But many of them are in pain financially. Let's just say a person I know might be making $85,000 a year. That doesn't excuse her from this argument. They're still in financial strife. They owe QVC. They owe Louis Vuitton. They owe Coach Fendi and Prada. They owe credit card debt. They owe five credit card debt. They try to start a business and it failed. They owe that money. They owe somebody some hair money. They owe a hairdresser money and a personal trainer. They owe their sugar daddy money and so forth and so on. And this is a real situation. This is why the dating marketplace has imploded because people have got themselves in the financial hole. Primarily women. And it's a sad scenario. If you have ex-wives, if you have daughters, if you have wives, if you have any of these things, you know this to be a reality. And we have to try to come to some understanding as to why they are so much in financial trouble and their ego won't allow it. If I got out of a budget sheet for a woman, any woman, like 98% of them, most of their budget sheet would be a damn uh, circus looking at the the, the stupid stuff that they've done, it'll be a circus. You, it'll be a laugher. 
by the time you roll out the liabilities and the and the uh, assets. It will be a laugher. Many of them earn $200,000 worth of debt, $130,000 worth of debt, $30,000 worth of debt. You can't take these people seriously. Many of them roommates, full-ass adults, certainly in Southern California and New York and Miami. Many of them hoping that they could get on OnlyFans. They're thinking about it. Many of them, you will find out, are on OnlyFans. And many of them are still struggling. Okay? This is the real thing. And I'm not saying this to put women down. I'm saying that, that this is true in America. They can't get over their consumer habits. They can't get over their consumer spending. They're not disciplined with the money. We need to just come to the understanding that that is a truth. But yet they live in their best life. They out there going on traveling trips and all of this stuff. Huh. Any woman you're dating, just know she's in pain financially. She's wondering. And if her ego is so big and she's like, well, are you supposed to pay? And you supposed to buy my kids and take him to steak dinner? This woman is in financial strife. You don't even know. You won't even want to know what type of financial strife she's in. It will be so ugly. So really, really, and I'm not even talking about the chicken, not the not the chicken heads, the women that are really, really playing the public um uh, institutions against themselves, meaning they're doing the welfare, wig, child support. Those people are super broke. All right. I mean, I'm not even going to tell you. I wouldn't even deal with one of them. All right. When they're using Section 8 and all that, if they're doing that, I can't tell you how beyond broke they are. I mean, it ain't even funny. But that being said, some of these people are doing some things. Uh, that's going to get to the next point. Oh, by, by the way, if they have children, and they're a single mother. She's in financial pain. I don't care how much money she makes. She's in pain, guys. She's in pain. It's 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 brutal on her. Unless she makes $200,000 a year, she's in pain if she's a single mother. And we just have to acknowledge that. It is a truth. And I wish people would be more open about it because that would explain the intentions. But instead, it's like, oh, no, no, no. If he don't do this and he don't do that. You know, you're you're in pain. Let's just call it what it is. You you're in bankruptcy. You're probably want to declare. <laughs> anyway. Next thing, what she would do for money. This is a secret. What has she done for money? This is going to be a secret that you might not want to know. If anybody has experienced financial pain, you know that you could be desperate at periods of time. If you're a male, there's only so much you can do. But for a female, they can get out of a little bit of desperation really easily. Some of them think about it. Some of them say, no, I'll never. Many of them just go ahead and do it, right? Get him, daddy. So you'll be surprised at how people get around. Uh, you know, Christmas is coming up. I got a lot of girls calling my phone. When can I see you again, daddy? Get him, daddy. They got to buy. They got to buy some gifts. They waited and waited and waited, but I don't need any service. So they're like, uh, I'll do anything. What the have they done for money? You know, that's a tough one. I'm not going to say what percentage of women have done something weird for money, but somebody had to pay their way through college. Some of them had to work at Hooters. It could have been just as innocent as that. Some of them had to take a dirty, dangerous job. Many of them had to go see an older man. 
Many of them had had to ask their dad for some money. Many women are being supported by their fathers if they have one. Yes, many adult women all the way up into the age of the mid-30s, they're being supported by their fathers right now. They haven't taken over 100% of their expenses. If they're living with the parent, that's certainly true. Okay. If they if they're attractive, they probably done some things. That cute girl you see working at the Golden Corral. She's done some things prior to working at Golden Corral. She got worn out from it. And now she's working at Golden Corral. And you say, oh, look at that cute girl. She looks so nice and innocent. Prior to working at Golden Corral, she was doing something that she probably didn't want to do for the rest of her life. But she got paid. And it was like an ATM. But now she's serving. She's a barista. And you're wondering, why are you just a barista? You can do better than this. Well, you know. See, Teresa said, I worked at Hooters, still there almost 19 years later as GM and managing partner. Shout out to you, Teresa, at the Hooters. If you guys want to go, she'll tell you where to meet up. But I'm just saying, they didn't have any idea that they would be working at Hooters, but they had said, I'll just go and give it a shot, right? Many, it, it's just what it is. So just know that, that that's probably happening, right? Um, Let's give you the next secret. Yeah. Oh, if she's attractive and she was a model, guys, stay away from models. Okay. Stay away from models and women that were musicians or worked in a band or the music industry. I'm letting you know an actress. There's an actress coming out now. Oh, it was a lot of toxic masculinity on my step. Dude, stay away from models. Models do shit for money. You thinking models make money to show up and take pictures and walk on runways, you're out of your mind, okay? Especially if she's a high-level model or Instagram model. If they're in doo-doo Dubai, you know they've done things for money, okay? Models are a no for me, meaning I would never commit to a model. I would never get into a relationship with a model. Models do stuff. Models get passed around. <laughs> it's what it is. Models then sometimes halfway work for escort services. You guys don't know this. This is true, especially the ones in the 90s. They work for escort services part-time, all right, while they wait for modeling gigs to show up. Actresses, too. Okay. Waitresses, too. Service industry, too. Hotel reception, all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even a foot model, even a foot model. I don't care. Flight attendants, I don't care. They, all of them. So be careful out here. I would just go ahead and just err on the side of caution. Err on the side of caution. It's just just too risky out here. Um, the next one, and does this apply to all? No, but you're taking a really significant risk. And if they say my past don't matter, that's a damn that's a damn waving red flag. It's a red flag. That's all you need to know. Um. The next one is going to be, um, let me see. Recreational drugs, guys. Recreational drugs. Recreational drugs. And alcoholism and prescribed drugs. This one is probably going to be a big number of them. This is going to be a secret. Now, I'm sorry, I can't see the other live chat on the Notorious channel. This one 
is big, especially when you're dealing with suburban girls. Suburban girls. Now, you can we'll get to Tata Alicia and quick Keisha in them, but suburban girls in coca, coca, nose candy, marijuana. They they do some drugs you ain't never heard of. You'd be like, you pill popping, mix pilling, drink, dude. They will drink alcohol early, early, and they'll be 12 years old breaking in their family liquor cabinet. And will have a dependency issue. Many of them will have gone to rehab or to have been treated, had an intervention, and so forth and so on. This one is a big one. That's a big one. A lot of people underestimate that. I've known a lot of women from the suburbs that I mess with, and I found out they was on cocaine. Not at the moment, but they did it in their past. And I would be like, you? Now, the problem, the ease, the problem is they get it for free many times. And that's how they get into it. They might have a boyfriend that sells it. They might have a boyfriend that messes around and dabbles. And they'll get it for free. The guy will hook them on it. And then they'll have to break it. All right. Many times they'll sneak into their parents' stuff. Their mother might be a pill popper. And they'll sneak into their mother's mother's pills. This is the suburbs. Okay. They'll sneak into their mother's stuff. All right. If they're in marijuana, they'll date a dude and we'll get to that in a minute. But they'll they'll get these things for free here. Here you go. Here you go. So you got to watch out for that in terms of um, the community women. Yes, they, them, too, because they will have especially older women from the 80s and the 90s. They will have experience with um, experience with um, free base or crack. Older women, so women that are in their 50, 55, 60 and that, they got down with crack a couple times. They did it. They did it. Before it was taboo. Before it was like, oh, my God, don't get in front of that. They did it. Now, if you know what happens typically around these drugs, they typically do things that are reckless as a result. So if they smoke the blunt out, smoke the weed out with the homies and all of that stuff, typically after that, they do reckless things after that. They don't just smoke that, this the icky, sticky, icky, wicky, and then just, uh you know, chill out. Normally, reckless things happen after that. But it's difficult for you to find out. You want to find this out if they've ever had experiences. Now, if they don't tell you, that's a secret. If you find out later on that they had a dependency issue, alcohol dependency, many, many one. That's a big one. If they went to college and they were drinking in college, many of them might have had a bad dependency on the alcohol, right? Even nerd chicks do not give them, do not give them a pass. Many of them do the pill popping, the hiding of the pills and all of that stuff. Many of them do it. They experiment with it. Or if you want to get into prescribed medication, many of them are antidepressants and so forth and so on. And you might think, oh, she just weird. And no, <laughs> no. And they do some dirty, dirty things, especially um, especially the suburban nerds, because they want to fit in. It's hard for them and they'll get a Chad. It'll be on like Donkey Kong. So you guys got to watch out. I would I would. This is my point. Yeah. Sorority girls. Forget about it for sorority girls. They did not come out clean, bro. They they did some they did something. If they were in a sorority. All right. Um, so they they did they have something going on. Maybe not the black sororities, but I don't know. 
But the suburban girls that went to the sororities, you might want to do a background check. Um, I was told um, by a close female friend of mine, she was like, oh, you know, she was like, oh, I go in the bathroom at nightclubs. And you guys don't know this. You're at restaurants and nightclubs with these women. They'll go into the bathroom. I've said this. Never underestimate the times that you've had a conversation with a woman at a nightclub or a restaurant late at night, and she was not sober. I said she was not sober. The meaning is they'll go into the bathroom, and the girls will be in there. They'll be snorting lines and doing all that stuff and come out doing bumps, and they'll come out. You won't suspect the thing. You'll be like, oh, you went to the bathroom, everything good, and they in there, and then all of a sudden the night goes left. You're like, wait a minute, we, we were doing good. Somebody said, yep, the black community, uh, the black sororities too, coach, just saying shout out to Teresa. Teresa hitting it. She giving us the uh, thing. And then you sitting there like, why did we were having a good evening? Now it's weird. And she didn't started a weird argument. They in there doing bumps, lines. They in there partying. They in there dropping tabs on their tongue. You know what I mean? And you're like, what, 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 what? So never, ever think that, oh, you know, why is she sniffling? Why she look like she's sneezing and got allergies? And why is she tired? Why she want to go home? Why she, sometimes it's that stuff. Sometimes it is. And I know a lot of guys think, no, not this girl. Yes, that girl. Yes. <laughs> she popped a pill. Yes. That's why she went to the bathroom. She popped a pill. Most guys never, that never crosses your mind. You, it, you never think it would be possible. You would be like, nah, that ain't possible. Especially party girls. Especially if they are party girls or models or singer. You just won't know. Trust me. You will not know. Anyway, this is a secret that they keep. All right, so let me give you this one. Do I got one more? One, two. I can't count. Somebody said three. Oh, there's two more. There's two more. All right. Um, Despite the fact that she might deny this, she has dated bum ninjas in her past. She has dated bum ninjas in her past. Now, she can ask you about your past, but let's say <laughs> you're talking to a woman that says, I would never date this dude, a Pookie Tyrone, Ray Ray. Oh, no, 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 no. She has dated a fixer ninja. She's dated a fixer ninja, meaning she brought him in like a stray dog, fed him, nursed him, touched him up. Suck up, whatever you want to think. She done done it. Smoke weed with him, ruined her life for him, ruined her credit. He done ruined her credit, ruined her bank account, ruined her job, and so forth and so on. She's dated at least one. And this is why at this age, she will refuse to date a broke bum, fix a ninja. But she tried it and she failed. She probably went to domestic violation court. She probably went to bankruptcy court. She probably went to the damn police. She probably got a police record. She, she probably got knocked up by one. She probably got her guts pushed to her esophagus. I don't care who you are. 
I don't care what city you're in. Many of them have dated a bum douche. Uh, if you talking about white people, she didn't dated a dude that looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes, she did. This dude looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. She dated that guy. She might have even moved in and bought furniture with that guy. <laughs> yes, she did. She messed her credit up for that guy. Oh, yeah, she smoked the weed out with that guy. She she hid wig. She had she hid weed in her titty to get on the Greyhound bus for that guy. Yes, she did. At least one. She might have dated that guy after her divorce. Yes, she did. After her divorce, she dated that guy. Yes, she did. And she took that guy around your kids. Yes, she did. And she might still be in love with that guy. Yes, she did. So this is why I tell you, people always bragging about the women they get and the women they cold approaching. I'm always like, look at what you cold approaching out here, gentlemen. Look at what you bragging about here. Yes, you, gentlemen, look at what you bragging about. I look at it. I'll be like, this number garbage out here, bro. So let me tell y'all something, man. Y'all acting like these people out here, the golden goose. They you acting like they the prize. You the man running around here compared to what they've been doing and what they hiding. Please. Y'all bragging about these little skeezers y'all getting. Oh, I got her. I'll pop the dumpster. Please. Please. If you really knew, <laughs> if you really knew who these people were, you wouldn't be bragging. Especially if she is a bar maiden. Please. She at the bar and I knocked her. I got her from the club. Anyway, you know what she's done in the parking lot pimping? You know what she's done in the backseat of my Jeep? You know what she's done backstage underage adolescence? You know what she did when they was doing sweet cherry pie? You know what she was doing with Pearl Jam and Kurt Cobain? Do you know what she was doing with B2K in New Edition? Do you know what she was doing? With Usher, do you know? You don't know. Do you know what happens when Too Short rolled into town? Do you know what happened when Ice Cube and NWA? Stop. Do you know what she does in the VIP? Stop. You right bragging. Stop. <laughs> he said Kurt Cobain was a loyal man. Ah, I got you. You just don't know. So I'm just telling you, some of these things, they hide from you and they just. And I say, no, ask us tough questions. And when I ask tough, tough questions to a woman, one of two or three questions will be one of these and they will be shuffling around me. I will put them in their place. And what it does is it knocks them down a rung. So I'll get with a woman. She's an eight. She believes she's a nine. I ask her three of these questions. She's a four by the time she get done sitting across from me. And she knows it, and she skedaddles. She like this dude know me upside down, inside out. There ain't nothing I can say. He's not charmed by my beauty. No, I'm not, because I can buy that. I can buy that for very cheap on this marketplace. So you're gonna have to do a little bit more than me if you want to get this last name in this ring. Your beauty does nothing for me. 
you the snake charmer where the snake does this and this nah what's the questions i gave you all the secrets ask them <laughs> what's the questions ask them you had a drug dependency have it period boom you ever date a bum ninja boom somebody ever touch you up boom how early was your first sexual experience bam come on man it's sitting right there are you broke boom <laughs> come on what's the questions do i have to print it out for you who do you live with boom are you a single mother bam all right come on <laughs> let me get to the last secret he said why them tracks on your arms huh you ever been to a na or do I went to, I again, people are going to ask me why. I was in a class for drug dependency. The class was called, um, I can't remember what the class was, but it was a general ed class. And they were talking about drug dependency and alcohol. In that class, there were women in that class that were, this was a, I was a junior in college. I mean, I was what, 19, 20, 20? There were women in that class with full-on drug dependency. Then as a project, and they were then there to fix themselves, like to learn. Then as a project, we had to go to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, a Cocaine Anonymous meeting, and an Alcoholic Anonymous, uh, anonymous meeting. I had to, we had to go to two of the three. So we had to go in there and say, hey, we're from a class. We're going to sit off to the side. We wouldn't, run, run, we wouldn't interact, but we would just sit to the side. I go in that meeting. I go in the meeting. I'm floored. <laughs> I'm blown away. There were women in there under 25, bro. They was coming in there. Yep. And I was in there and smoking this and shooting that. I was in there like, and they did not look, they did not look like they were addicts. Those meetings are chill. Yes. But I'm sitting there like, I would have never known. Wouldn't have never known. You would have never picked them out. You would have never picked them out as a addict. He says, what did you expect? I'm green. You got to understand, I'm green. I came out from the suburbs. I wasn't looking to see no plain James, no women that work at the damn grocery store. I wasn't. I'm expecting people to come in looking like they came out of a thriller video. I'm green. <laughs> I'm sitting up there taking those like, God damn. And I'm sure damn enough, I bumped into somebody I knew. Oh. Sure, damn enough, I bumped into somebody I knew. And that bump, that meeting changed my life. Because it was somebody important to me. And uh, it was revealed. It changed their life, too. It was a very, very, very significant meeting that I bumped into these people there. And it was like they saw me there and they left. It was so big. It was this was a big deal. Um that it actually was reported in the paper. Like that was a significant event for that person uh, to force them to get clean. This person was known to the world and I knew this person and I saw them there. He saw me and he ran out and left. And that other person, there were two people there that I knew. And so they were asking me, like I was in there for, um, like I was in there for my treatment, but I wasn't, I was in there as a student. So, you never know who's on recreational drugs. You think it's just addicts and bums and 
um, losers and whatnot. These are people you work with, people you date, people you marry. It's real, man. It, it's real. And people get hooked. He says, I was in there for addiction defeat. <laughs> I might need a foot addiction. He says, CGA, you the truth. God bless you. Indeed. Thank you. Lawyers, doctors, absolutely. The person I saw was a college basketball coach, a head coach. <laughs> That's who I saw. It's a, it's a well-known story, so I don't feel like I'm telling details. He was a head coach at a university. And at that time, I was coaching like uh, uh, I was coaching like um, AAU basketball. So we crossed paths. We knew each other. He was the he was the head coach at a university, and he saw me. I saw him. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Whoa!" And that thing that thing that thing that 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 was a snowball. There was a big incident that happened at that university as a result of that. But that was the day. That was the day he realized I had to get clean. Weird shit. Weird shit. I was like, whoa. So here's the thing, man. And I'm not telling people secrets, but that stuff happens. And you just don't know. You guys are giving women's past. And sometimes, sometimes women do act funny. They're funny acting. And we say, oh, women act funny. But it might be. Sometimes that women are on drugs and it never crosses your mind. Sometimes the woman is on drugs and it never crosses your mind, whether it's prescription, alcohol, or recreation drugs. You just think women act funny, but many times they're an addict. And that's why they act funny. It's a deadly secret. It's a dirty secret. Of our world. Even birth control is enough to tip them off. And it never crosses our mind. We never go. Why Why she act funny? And we want to come up here and say women this and women that. But the reality is. Many of them are on drugs. Of any kind. And it messes them up. <laughs> the head meds too. Yeah. And, and, and you, you, never, you never think that that's what it is. But that's what it is. That's the contributing factor. Anyway, yeah, the mental issue, the mental drugs, too. I want you to look into it. Look into it. Even the girl you dated, the girl you married, look, look deep into it. If it starts getting weird, she might be doing some drugs with coworkers at happy hour. It's what it is. And drugs are so easy to get. He says, beaten up. Drugs are so... That, that, that she might just get into a cycle with some homegirls at her job. They go snort or, or shoot up on lunch break or whatever, and they pop back into work, and they come home, whoa. And you come home, hi, honey, way. Why is she tripping? Some of them do the pills thing, so be, somebody said, grab them. So, you know, I always said this. I said this on, on Twitter. Never underestimate the likelihood that you had a conversation with a woman and she was not sober. And that weird conversation got weird and you was like, dang, she was kind of weird. Well, the reality was she was not sober. I picked up a junior college girl who was zooted. 
I had an experience with her once. I went back. I picked her up. Her eyeballs were like this. She got in the car. We drove to the spot. I kind of feel something was up because she was just like, we got to the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, this is going left. I was waiting to abandon ship. She ordered food. She, her eyeballs was like this. And she grabbed her. This is when I knew it was over. She grabbed her knife and fork. And she sat like this, like this. And she was fumbling with the knife and fork like this. She ordered a hamburger. She ordered a hamburger. And she was like, she kept switching the fork and the knife, looking at the fucking burger. I was like, mm. I was like, she zooted. She gone. She gone. And she was trying to play it off. I was like, we going to go on and take you home. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's going to be it. Let's go on and take you home. Dropped her off. I was like, man, dude, just like that. <laughs> she was geek. She was zooted. <laughs> oh, man, I cut that shit off real quick. I was like, nope. So be careful out there. Uh, last one. This is the last secret. I know this is a long show. I said no three hours, and here we are. This is the last secret. Um, that they're envious and jealous of you. Yes, you, sir. And that's you. They're envious and jealous of you. They're jealous of you. And it's an inherent jealousy, just like your little sister was jealous of you when you can jump off the bike rank and she couldn't. That jealousy stems to competition. So you do find people, women, that are some why, some, for some reason competing with men. And it's weird. I don't think it's a good place for people to be in society because there's no competition. I mean, it is what it is. But they have an inherent need to try to compete. And I want to make more than me. I want to show that I can do it on my own. I want to show it. I can do That is a bad spirit. And that's going to lead to not a good relationship. Those people are not good relationship materials. That competition is going to creep up in your relationship. And she's going to keep score like a psychopath. She's going to keep score like she's at the damn score table for the Lakers. And everything's going to be a competition. Everything's going to be her trying to prove herself. And she's proving herself to you and you really don't care. Okay, go girl. Good. Yeah. Yo. No, 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 no. I can. That's a bad spirit. It's a bad spirit to have because we're not here to compete with them. Matter of fact, if we were here to compete with them, we will wipe the damn table clean of them. It would be no competition. If we try to, and sometimes we have to compete with our hand tied behind our back, but even little one little bit of success, which is somewhat of a mediocre success for you. She's going to triumph it and trumpet that damn thing and beat the drum and say all of this shit about how something amazing she did when it was the bare minimum. And if you call it out to be the bare minimum, it's your problem, but you're the problem. But I, I look at it as this is an evil spirit. You don't want these people to be envious and jealous of you. I didn't choose. This was a 50-50 chance. I was born a man. You were born a woman. It was just what it was. It was the nature's game. But they're mad at God or you or men or their daddy. I don't know who they're mad at. But this idea that they got to constantly be competing against you is not going to be a healthy spirit. And you should avoid it at all costs. Avoid it. 
your sisters had this against you. You know, she wanted to prove she can keep up with you on a BMX bike. And then she fell, scraped her knee and hobbled and cried all the way home. And you're like, baby, you can't be the big dog. Sometimes you have to tell your wife, you can't be the big dog. You can't do things as easy as us. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be cramped up and bloated. And yeah, it sucks. And I'm just going to take a shit and go out. And yeah, it is. I'm sorry. It is what it is. That's the hand we were dealt. Sorry. I don't need to feel your pain. No. I don't need to be sympathetic or empathetic. No, no, no. It's what it is, baby. You know what I mean? Like you can do things easier than I can do it. It is what it is. But then when they try to force the thing here, it's just not good. It's not good. Even when you know they know they should know, don't get in the ring with me. Don't fight. No, no, don't do it. No, I can beat you up. I can beat you up. And you're just like, oh, boy. Then you hit that glass jaw with a little slap, and then they crumble up. You know what I mean? You ever see somebody get folded up? Peace out, New Jersey people. You ever see somebody get hit and they get folded up like they knees cave in like this. Then they go sideways. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they go here. They hip. They turn in. Neck go like that. Neck tuck. And you like, whoa. They actually had that with a person who went female to male transgender. He went on the hockey match. The dude came out in the hockey match, barely brushed her. She went out concussed. Like, <laughs> now they blaming the dude for hitting her too hard. You went out there. You know what I mean? You went out there trying to force the idea that you can compete. Sorry. Or nature rules are now. You know what I mean? I It's just not what it is. And I just don't like that spirit. We need to be realistic. Because I'm realistic. I can't compete with many men. But I won't put myself out there. I'm not going to be like, I can run faster than Tyreek Hill. I just won't do it. I can't run faster than him. And I know that inherently. And I'll say, well, I'll abdicate. You're the man. But for some reason, some of these people who are jealous and envious and competitive, they can't take reality. And for some reason, they're like, we can do it. No, you can't. Like, just. <laughs> no, you can't. The best thing is a wise man, a wise man, a wise man knows his limitations. A wise man knows his limitations. Unfortunately, some people don't know their limitations and they want to go out there and test it and get embarrassed. And when they get embarrassed, we're supposed to feel bad. So um, these are secrets. And the secret is he's secretly envious or jealous of you. If she says things like, all you have to do is do this and I have to do all that, that's envy and jealousy. You want to put that fire out. You want to tempt that out. Listen, listen, I don't mean to demean you, but here's the deal. I'm, 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 I'm built better. You know what I mean? Like, I just got this. There's some things you're good at. How, how about you stick to those? Well, then what happens is you're a misogynist. They'll be like, well, that's not woman's work, and that's not. Okay, listen, if you don't want to do that, fine, but you're not competing with me. You're not going to compete with me. There is no keeping score. As soon as you keep score, I'm going to show you the door. You're not the big dog. <laughs> well, you're not big either. There's the jealousy and envy. Of course I ain't big, but I'm the big dog when it comes to this. <laughs> All right. That's what it is, and that's how it is. You can ask Giz, I stole your girl while you were in prison. Jail, full MC assault. 
You was jealous. It's all your fault. Milk is chilling. Giz is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. That's what we doing around here. And you better hit your wagon to this star because I am the star of this show. I'm the headliner of this show. And you just a kid and you need to grow because joy and pain, sunshine and rain. Let's get to these super chats. Joy. Y'all don't know, man. Here we go. Damn. Cash app blowing up. <laughs> Cash app blowing up. Big dog is in the building. I don't care. You be like that. Here we go. Here we got a uh, rude boy in the building. Man, this was earlier. What are we doing here? Did did I miss these? I must have missed these. Shout out to uh, Jones G, the collection plate of knowledge out here. All right. Yes, indeed. Okay. Gary Hill. I walked away eight months ago. Free agent lifestyle for life. Jones G, he says, you're sincere and real with it, coach. Thank you. All right. And I hope people don't find these things that I say that'll be offensive because they're real. We have to understand that this is real and it's a real problem that people don't talk about this. Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave, your daily shows have kept me RP. Thank you. And do your own due diligence and background work. Hire a private investigator. All right. Shout out to CG Inc. Thank you, brother, for being here. DK says jealousy is real. I work 60 hours a week. And uh, three out of five girlfriend, uh, I don't know what that meant here. Oh, the, your girlfriend works three out of five days. So you work 60 hours a week, it sounds like. All right, Daniel said, help, oh, never mind. Anyway, shout out to him. And shout out to Nazareth says, intersexual competition is a biological thing. Intersexual competition is a biological thing. Yeah, they're, they're, it's nice. It's nice. Oh, you want to compete. But I think in many aspects, there's no competition. I always want to put people as a person that hires people for jobs, let's put everybody in the best job. Let's put everybody in the best role. Now, for you, if the best role is something that you don't want to do, that's fine. We got to hire somebody for that. But it might not be the best job for me. So don't just say, I'm not going to do this because women shouldn't do it. And then say, you should do it. Well, I might not be capable of doing it either. So don't just push it off to me because you don't want to do it because you think it's a woman's job. It very well may be something that I'm incapable of doing too. So we need to come to an agreement instead of saying you do it. For instance, I want to work and have a career. You take care of the kids. Well, I might not be that great at it. Number one, number two is something that is going to lower my testosterone and make me less of a man and have you lose respect for me. Number three, that's going to lead to a divorce. So what do we want to do here? Do we want to get real? Do we want to get real? I, I, I'm going to out-earn you, so why would I out-earn you and then take a back step? And then for you, you might, well, I want to get my career up. Okay, we need to have babysitters, or we need to send our kids away to get schooled in boarding school. But we're not going to do this, you do it, and take a back step bullshit. No. <laughs> this, this is not happening. So, you know, we need to discuss this prior as well. You need to discuss this prior. Okay, no government name. Even Meg the Stallion song pre uh, presents her as a strong, Miss Independent boss lady. But now she's trying to play us for the fool, playing the damsel in distress. And it says, unfortunately, the jurors aren't crimson capsule and may fall for her damsel in distress act. This is true. This is true. Huh. Okay. 
All right, so that's it over over there. All right, uh, let me check Super Chats and then I end with PayPal. Yo, yo, yo. John Ellison, he says, on God, I left my ex-wife of 12 years where I paid all the bills and bought everything. And when I left, I only took my clothes and five bars of man soap. She texted me complaining about taking all the soap she bought. Yes. One of the weirdest things men will experience is you'll leave everything behind. You'll be like, all right, I'll just take my stuff. I'll take a couple of little things. And they'll be in there talking about, you took this. you like, wow, it's petty. JC says, I'm with my junior college at an Xmas party. Ninja's going crazy. Rational rationality. I know 304s that brag to each other about getting their backs broken by two guys in one day and not showering between each. This is another thing. All right, I could talk about cleanliness, but I don't want it to seem really, really bad. Sligo is the sauce. Thank you for the co-sponsorship. Uh, he says, you're right about them being broke. My phone has been ringing more than ever this month. One actually said she needed money for her kids' Christmas gifts. It's pretty scary, and the economy is just starting to crash. Guys, you will be surprised. Once you go on the dark side, you will be surprised as to how many people are saying stuff like that. I need to make rent. I'm behind. And then... You okay? Come on over. You clap cheeks. You help them out. The next three weeks later, they add it again. And you're like, I thought you caught up. What they don't want to tell you is they're broke because what that means is they're going to be out of control. That means I can get to say, Well, I control you now. They don't want that. They want to just be out here broke and floating. You know what I mean? Instead of going, You know what? I can't make it in the world. It's the bad ego. It's the ego. You can't make it, ma'am. Just, just chalk it up. You can't make it. Look, get under control of this person right here, but they can't do it. The rebellious spirit says they'd rather be out there broken in financial ruins, hoping in one day that they'll hit the lottery, as opposed to just going, chalk it up, and just taking it and swallowing their pride. Meanwhile, getting their back busted for, for ducats. Ladies, if that's what you want to do, fine with me, but don't act like you're making it out here. It's a sad world. The dictator says, my hands are dirty. Forgive my simpleness. <laughs> All right, forgive my simpleness. Ladies, yeah, you know what I mean? If you need customers, that's me. Yeah, that's me. But don't act like I ain't going to save you out here. I ain't saving you. How many times have you dated a woman? Just let's just take it back to normie land. It's defiant to the very end. You, you will date a woman. And she'll be like, yeah, I got a job. I work here. I'm a real estate agent. I'm doing well. I'm very optimistic. I think teams are. Then you date her for two months. Two months. And she laid off from that job. Or she considering quitting the job. <laughs> You'd be like, hold the phone. <laughs> hold up. You just told me the last two months how you was doing good and you had $400,000 in savings and you had a job and a career. And you were doing good. You had appointments. You were telling me in between appointments, I maybe could come see you. I'm busy at work. Soon as you get with them and commit, okay, baby, I'm yours. Baby, I'm yours. All of a sudden, they roommate moving out. All of a sudden, they parents want them to move. All of a sudden, they parents are moving out of to, to Colorado Springs and they need a place to live. All of a sudden, they laid off. What the? What? <laughs> All of a sudden, shit about to hit the fan, and you're just there. Oh, I'm committed. When we make a great power couple. Oh, boy. Guys, 
The writing was on the wall already. That's why they got into a committed relationship with you. They knew their roommate was moving. They knew their parents were retiring to Colorado Springs. They knew their job wasn't going nowhere. And they knew they were broke. And they knew they needed somebody. And there they were on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge. And there you are matching with them. And there you are moving her ass in. And there she is with your feet all up under her furniture. On your furniture smelling like corn nuts. <laughs> dude, it is just as dude, it is like clockwork. Higher image status been riding from April 2021. Finally bought the free agent lifestyle book. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, man. Okay, we're gonna end up. Appreciate you, higher image. <laughs> yep, and they do. I smashed this one chick, and I really, really, she was an older chick. She was trying to commit right after that. So, what are we doing here? That woman was broken in a joke, living at her kids in the back, in the back house and shit. Older adult kids. Anyway, Maryland guy says, "I swear, I just tech check Facebook and there's a single mom on there who set up a GoFundMe to help pay her rent." Your rent's due, motherfucker. He says, "Uh, coach, you can't make this ish up." I I wish most of these things I was saying was untrue. The fact is, they are true. Somebody says, I watched Coach's single in 2020 over again, and Coach Adamas was 100% correct. Oh, I knew it was getting bad there. Uh, let's see here. No government name. How do I handle a jealous woman at my job when the manager is also female? He says they are white Karen snow cows from the Midwest in uh, a virtual environment. Yeah, there's not much you can do. I mean, the corporate world is not structured around men. It's structured around kind of that environment there i don't know man i would tell you what do you do with that you're in a virtual world you can't really put anything down in terms of making relationships or um um making relationships around them so they're naturally going to bond and they're naturally going to keep you on the outside on the outskirts and without vital information without vital information meaning they're going to keep details away from you to keep you from being successful. This is just normal. This is what men would do if it was two men and one woman, right? This is what would happen. So this don't say I'm just blaming women for this. They're going to do this because they're going to go on little powwows, excursions, extra meeting times. The key to it is they're going to do extra meeting times in the absence of you. Hi, Sally. You think I could talk to you after we get off of our virtual meeting? I have some things I want to discuss. And then they go, oh, yes, uh, you know, Karen's going to say, yes, Sally, yes, yes, we'll do this. Okay, are we all done here? They're going to end the Zoom meeting, click, and they too are going to be over there bonding. What you might want to say is, hey, can we keep all this shit all up in the damn, let's keep all each other in the loop here, <laughs> right? Let's keep everybody in the loop instead of keeping me out of the loop. So watch out for that tactic. Women use that tactic quite a bit. They'll use that with marriage counselors. They'll use that with therapists. They'll use that with educators and so forth and so on. You'll be having a situation where you guys are trying to wrestle shit out and the woman will request a private meeting. They'll pull the therapist to the side. They'll pull the teacher to the side. They'll pull the police over to the side. They'll pull the principal over to the side. They'll pull the attorney, the judge. Everybody can they can to go and manipulate them in your absence. This is a tactic women do. They isolate. They keep you out of it. They keep you out of the loop. Tell them what they want to do. And then when y'all come back in powwow, that person's influenced negatively. 
the therapist or whoever you're talking to now has been manipulated. And now you're sitting there dumb, stuck on stupid. <laughs> okay, without information. So watch when they do that. I tell you, when they do that, let them win whatever they have. Walk the hell away. Y'all can have this shit. All right, this is why it's important to control your stuff. If they do that, just walk the hell off. You ain't going to win that one. You ain't going to win that one. Or you can call them out on it. Hey, there will be no private meetings. Any private meetings, will you're losing my cooperation. Any private meetings, you're losing my cooperation. Period. I will not cooperate. I will not team up. I ain't doing shit. Now, if you depending on that job, that's your ass. Yep, they'll go to girls' lunch. They'll go to girls' smoking break. They'll go to happy hour. All of that shit is isolation tactics against men. Because men are naturally going to be like, I don't want to do that shit. No, nah, you want to go smoke in the back? No, nah, I don't want to go. You want to go to lunch? Nope, I don't want to go. You want to go to happy hour? Nope, I don't want to go. And it compounds. It compounds. Then all of a sudden, oh, you know, that damn Tyrone. You know what he does? You know, has he ever said these things to you, weird things? Has he ever looked and leered at you? Has he ever said, you know, he's incompetent. You know, he's not smart. You know, he went to Florida A&M. Mm. Shout out to fam, you. I had to throw y'all under the bus. This is all social things that women are great at. And if I wanted to, if you wanted me to give you a kudos, lady, you're, ladies, you're great at social. Uh, anything social, you guys are the king, queens of this and the kings. Unfortunately, we suck at it. You're great at it. And you do good at manipulating us at it. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right. Shout out to Das Token. He says, I got with this black chick. I got over. I got over to our house and she was talking so competitively. He says, instant limp. I hit it, but it was weird. Yep. I don't, I don't mess with competitive chicks. I'm not here to compete with you. There's too many people that I'm trying to beat in life and it ain't you. It's not you. And you so low you. on my radar. I'm not competing with you. All right. SAU says, coach, I had a stepmom and a stepdad on both sides. Now I understand no one wanted me around, not even my biological family. It is what it is. No hard feelings, but I don't talk to them on a daily basis. And you don't, they don't deserve it either. Uh, guys, just remember adults. If you when you were a kid, you thought adults were all knowing. Most of your adults that you were around were losers and morons. Most of them. There were normies and they were almost incapable. You know what I mean? They were all but you'll figure it out when you become mature and you have a conversation with them and you'd be like looking at them like, damn, I used to listen to you and look up to this person. <laughs> you know, most of them were morons at best. Most of them couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. And so now. You realize you're like, oh, shit, even your parents, even your parents, you like, God dang, you raised me. Holy shit. I had no chance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whoa, you think about the stuff they've done in life. You're like, God damn, that, that was my parent or that was my relatives or that was my babysitter or my teacher. That was my uncle and my cousin. That's just the reality of the situation. So when you actually are able to overcome that, you can just be like. I need to start making my own decisions in life. It was a miracle you made it out with these people. <laughs> yeah, you got to cut the people out. All right, Johnny Del Rome, another trip. Another tip for boosting testosterone is sauna and ice baths. He says, and do you know your HGH could raise 300% after a day of fasting? Parabola. 
I didn't know that. Thank you, John, uh, Johnny Dale Rome. Thank you for sharing that. I think we're almost at the end. You're um, we're almost at the end. All right. Yeah. Most, most of your parents, especially Gen X, Gen X, Gen X parents, you were latchkey kids at best. Most of you guys raised yourself and your Gen X and your boomer parents patting themselves on the back at such a good job they did. When you got yourself home, you took yourself to the bus stop. You got yourself from the bus stop to the crib and you walked in with your damn key and you were there until six, seven, eight, nine in the evening. You was there all by your damn self. They done left your ass there all damn day and they patting themselves on the back as if they did a good job. She, you raised yourself. <laughs> you lucky you was alive. You lucky you didn't burn the damn damn house down when you was 10. <laughs> so anyway, and most of y'all joined gangs and did drugs as a result. But some of us was had our wits about us. It was like, maybe we won't do that. At the end of the day, most of y'all raised yourself. Yeah. All right. Your parents did nothing. But anyway, shout out to your parents for letting them, you know, for, shout out to your mama for letting your dad hit it that night. We will always give respect for them. Because that's a miracle in amongst itself in the modern day marriage. Shout out to Double M, Mr. Martin in the building. Shout out to you. Thanks, coach. But it's a miracle that your mom let dad hit. So we will let be happy there. And we was a miracle that it was she was ovulating. A miracle that it wasn't another man seed. A miracle that we were alive. So we made it. We made it. And some of y'all got kids. Do the best you can with your kids. You fathers do the best with your damn kids under the circumstances. If you got a divorce. You know, and you being isolated, alienated, legally alienated. If you can and you're petty enough, sue the hell out of the mother. If you don't, just wash your hands. You can make another one just like the other one. JC says just wanted to say hello from the other JC. But don't stress about it, man. Don't feel like, you know, you're losing out in life. You're winning and the world hates that you're winning. The world really hates that you're winning. And most of it is jealousy and envy that they can't be you. Hey, baby, you can't be me. Okay, you can't be me. And the fact that you can't be me don't make you of a lesser person, but you can team up with this, right? I can be your hero, but I can also be your worst enemy. <laughs> you can't be the big dog. All right, man, shout out to the coach gang, and we out of here. Peace. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man.